All right, guys, welcome to the Two Gays and Jays podcast. It has been a hot second. Uh, I was on vacation in Washington for a week or so, um, and now I'm back with my good friend Amanda. Hey, guys. Um, and we are going to talk about her businesses. Um, she's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's a mom. Um, she's a wife. <laughs> I got a little so, bit of everything going you on You got here. everything. So, um... So yeah, I guess what I where I wanted to start was um, just tell me a little bit about your background, like where you're from and what you've been, you know, what what led you to where you are currently. Whew, we got an hour, right? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so born and raised Canton, Ohio. I've never lived anywhere else, and mm-hmm. I'm actually one of the 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 few people who actually like where I'm from. I have no issue with Canton. I love mm-hmm. Canton. I think that it's a lot more than what people say. But I think what makes people turn away from Canton is because it's so passionate about whatever it's doing, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. So we don't we don't half step anything. Okay. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um. So I like to I like to make sure people know that because there are people who still proud of where they're from and there's great people who came out of can and who are still here um i went to camp graduated from Camp mckinley um i went to the university of akron for a year um my focus in high school and in college was broadcasting fell in love with it is that what you studied at akron yes yes okay. yes i was actually on uh z88 uh we had a show oh, about yeah, the yeah, sunday yeah. scoop mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah that's so cool that's where i fell in love with radio because in high school i'm more focused on some i don't assume people know who i am um, but I graduated in 08, but I was always doing the sports stuff. I did sports commentating for the games. You would hear me, you would see me. So I always thought I'd get in television. When I went to Akron, the television portion was a little bit harder to get into. They had things that were established. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't very fond of the background at that point. So I got into radio, and that's when I fell in love with just talking to people without actually having them always see me. Because it's a lot of pressure. And so, it's so much pressure. And like, like, we're here now. Like, you look real cute, but like, here oh, I am. I'm like in my pajamas because I, that's why I like doing the podcast because it's like, I don't have to. Exactly. Have to. And listen, uh, <laughs> shout out to Miss Power. Um, it was Timkin at the time. So, in Timkin, half a day. And she was just like, Mandy, you have to put makeup on. I was like, why do I have to? I was such a tomboy. Like, I never yeah, wore yeah. makeup. Like, I'd be cute. I knew how to be cute, but I'd much yeah. rather be in sweatpants or a swishy outfit. I, mean, yeah. I don't know how I ever got a man. But, <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> So, <laughs> and he stayed around. It's weird. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So went to Akron for a year. Uh. Had my daughter, and really just I was one of those people who dove really deep into it because mm-hmm. I had thought the good Lord had lost all of his marbles, giving me one of his creations. So I needed. To, I swear. I remember like talking with him like you know me like what are you thinking (laughs) so I had a lot of growing up to do and um she's literally the greatest thing that's ever happened no all moms say that but like honestly like it's very very true and so I put everything I could into her um you know me and my husband have been together since high school and that comes with so many different up and down yeah I was like oh it's so sweet right I'm sure you've you've had to go through so many different stages of life together exactly and that will really challenge you as people absolutely so of course we've had beautiful times we've had the ugliest of times you can imagine mm-hmm. but i praise god that we are still actually together still fighting still doing this and i think that's honestly what love is yeah um that's a little advice oh yeah <laughs> and it's, it's working it's working with your partner through changes because i feel like we're a generation now typically where we we don't sit down and have conversations with with our partner or significant mm-hmm. other and once we hit a roadblock we kind of just 
are like, well, screw it. Like, I'm just going to go. We're going to go separate ways. This must be a sign. This is a red flag. So like, I'm going to give up on this. And like, especially with, uh, my girlfriend now, like, dude, we just, we talk everything out. And I think it's so important because you're going to go through different changes, even as adults. I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like going through high school and then college and then adults. And then, if you're changing careers or you're changing, you know, you're having kids. Like, I, Ooh, I couldn't yes. imagine. <laughs> yes. I could not imagine. All of that. Everything All of it. you just said. I can't imagine. But I think what's even more important is we need to sit down and have conversations with ourselves. Because yeah. that's how you have effective conversations with other people. And, I, you know, we, like you said, we come from a generation. We want it done now. We want it mm. then. We want to figure out the best way to get it done mm-hmm. the quickest. Love doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Life does not work like that. No. You can do that with technology sometimes, but also that gets you rush that. That's all jacked up too. So yeah. I really think sitting down and taking a pause needs to be something that's more, more frequent in everything that we do. We mm-hmm. can really learn a few things from other cultures. So, you know, had my daughter a few years passed. For whatever reason, I decided we should have another one. Actually, my husband did. We, we were set with the one, but care came, baby boy, and y'all, he stole, he stole my whole heart. Like, he I, is so cute. I he call him cute. my little soulmate, and my so husband's cute. like, what? I'm like, listen, you were very necessary in that process, so I still absolutely need you. Yeah. But this one, he yeah. gets me, and I don't have to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, we, we completed our family then. We did go through a very, very rough time. Let me just explain, like you said, after each kid was a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's always an adjustment, and every child is different, every pregnancy, every, everything, all of it's different. Um, we did struggle with a miscarriage, and that's mm-hmm. where a lot of, uh, it was nine months after I had my son. My body just, I had two C-sections. Um, my body couldn't, it couldn't carry anything that quick, that soon. Um, so we really had struggled with that and I stuffed a lot of feelings down. I don't think he got to express himself properly. And there was a lot of like stuff that goes, goes in with that. So I always mention that cause I feel like that really shaped who we are right now. Mm-hmm. Cause we had, we had no choice, but to, to figure ourselves out at that point, because we had all the ugly at the surface and we knew we weren't ugly people. So we had to really, we had to really go through some stuff to figure that out. Right. And, uh, comes with mental health and everything because there's a lot of stuff you don't realize that affects you that uh even good or bad um that you don't realize man that really did like trigger me it bothered me more than I'd like because again Mm -hmm. you're taught to suck it up and move on yeah sometimes you gotta sit in it you can't just move on so so yeah that's 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 kind of a little bit personally about me um the business side of it yeah. Aaron, Aaron always knew he was not, uh, he didn't want to work for nobody. That man was hustling since the day I met him, making mixed CDs, cutting hair, selling oh, wow. phones. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was always had this hustle mentality about him. So we always knew he didn't want to work for somebody. Me, I was like, oh, cool. You know, I move up in a company. That's cool with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it much. I really did. <laughs> I didn't think about it. Yeah. Uh, mine is the same way. My girlfriend is the same way, man. Like, I, if you've, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't, like, interacted with your husband enough. But, I mean, you've interacted with my, I mean, it's just very much like, you, you can't work. She she would not be able to work for anybody. So, I completely <laughs> understand yes. what you're saying. And you just have to be, like... The, the supportive one is just like, all right, like, you know, whatever you want to do, like, because I feel like our partners are very much like, they're going to get it done. They're not the type of people Absolutely. that are like, I want to do this and then never fall. It's not an option to them. Right. It's not an right. option. Right. And that's, I'm a very cautious person. Right. So it, it's scary for me, but I've had to learn how to trust him. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the typical submit, you know, trust your husband sort of mentality. And I was just like, I was always a very proud, independent woman, even in a relationship. So I was like, okay, but do I have to? Because I feel like you need to hear me because I know things too. And it right. wasn't that. And he, he was like, have I ever not taken care of you? Have I ever not said I was going to do what I was going to do? And I'm like, all right, no, fine. So I had to, I had to leave with him. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like that Aladdin. Do you trust right. me? Like, yeah, right. That's that whole scene. <laughs> like, I swear, we do this like on a monthly basis. <laughs> so it, it really is like that, though. Yeah. You have to choose. And he's, he's to him, once he has me behind his back supporting him, it's even more of a, yep, this has to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there's no stopping it until it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and that's scary when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, he came up with Pristine Steam Wash, and I'm still, ever asked me, how did he come up with this? I have no idea. Yeah. I really. I got a phone call. See, luckily Amanda knows what's going on because now I put it on Do Not Disturb, so hopefully that won't break up again. <laughs> anyway, so you were talking about Pristine. Yes. So- yes, your husband's, uh, he does all kinds of power, like, not power washing, but like all steam kinds cleaning. of steam cleaning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he does carpets cars what he doesn't like, what is- he doesn't do carpet he does area rugs right now this okay. is a he, he's been in business for like three years so it's still okay. fairly new but oh my gosh it's no, going but you amazing you guys seem like you guys are doing great though i yeah, mean it's it's so amazing and they do awesome awesome work because they came and did uh mine and my girlfriend's <laughs> car and like it was night and day man oh. and they didn't even give us like the deluxe like they didn't even give us like the deluxe package i'm still so sad awesome. we didn't catch the, her reaction like i really wish <laughs> <laughs> she literally screamed. I know. That was like, I yeah, know. that's so how good. I want people to react. But yeah, so how did he get like it started with that? I he guess. literally like, just started he... reading. He, he sat down with himself. What am I good at? What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. What's something that I know can make money with the city needs and stuff? And he's always about being convenient for people. So he knew he wanted to be mobile, whether it be. Which is a huge, that was a. Man, because you want to get your car detailed, you got to take that shit to the place. And then you don't know if like. You're going to have somebody that's going to be able to pick you up while they're detailing your car. Or even like, that. There's people yeah. like, oh, you know, we'll come get your car. Okay. How do you know how well that person drives? How do you, what do you know oh, the yeah. background and things like that? I didn't even think about, I'm, I didn't even think about that I'm stuff. way too anxious. I, oh, most people yeah. don't think about it. But no. I do. I'm like, who's in my car? Yeah. Are they clean? Yeah. Like, because I owe people my seats and stuff like yeah. that. So it's, it's, yeah. So it, it makes it so convenient for people. And I think especially during the pandemic, they were like, I want to leave my house. Like, no, leave your key mailbox. We're cool. We'll clean it. Get you all taken care of. And they really, really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. We go to businesses as well. Do you work and oh, get yeah. your car clean and come out? Um, he goes to this hair salon. So uh, the women literally, they, they get the nails, the hair done, got their car clean. I'm like, bro, like, can I do that? Can you just, <laughs> we just set that up for me once? Because that sounds like I'm like perfect. <laughs> has, he, has he thought about like starting to clean like businesses? Like actually going in and like having just sanit- that kind of thing, sanitizing, especially with this stuff that's going on now. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, he's trying to, he always says, you know, he's going to find his zen. And he, he hasn't in, in so many places. He cleaned at Glenmore. So he knows a guy there. Okay. He cleaned somebody for a zig. I think it was like the owner of Ziggler. If one the owner, he's like mm-hmm. up in like Ziggler tires. Mm-hmm. So he has been in contact with so many amazing people um, that's helping him. He's going to franchise. So if anybody out there looking to, you know, get into business and stuff like that, we're on the cups of uh, franchising that. Cool. But yeah, he specializes in, he says interior detailing. Okay. We do it all, but it's, well, I mean, you've seen it. The, 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 I haven't met anybody. And I mean, anyone who cleans as detailed as him. Not no, I've be- had my detail. I've had my car <laughs> detailed before too, and it was like he puts. I mean, you guys put all of your heart and effort and 
everything into it. Like, and like I said, y'all, I didn't even get like the deluxe clean. <laughs> I got just like the base and it was crazy. It was crazy how great my car looked. He really so. takes part in what he does, which yeah. it's kind of and amazing. You can tell. You it, can absolutely tell. It's amazing sitting back and watching because, you know, I know him. I'm with him every day. So when I see him But you do it, too. I, I mean, just, you were out there, you know, like. I promise you everything I learned. If it wasn't for my mom, I came from him. Because yeah. he, I yeah. did. And so that's why I that's always cool. say it's his business. Because yeah. I don't want right. to take that away I from get him. It. I don't need to be up there with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's y'all's business. So like mm. it's his. I'm absolutely there supporting him. Yep. I'm there to work when he needs me to work. Yeah. I'm helping with the books, whatever else he needs. But well, that's cool. That's his. I literally work for him, and I'm completely again. I'm okay with working for somebody. Yeah. If I'm gonna have a boss, I'd rather be my husband. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. He just he's always been. I mean, his mom will tell you he's been like that. Just clean. He was the one. His shoes was always clean. He mm-hmm. had the crispest. Uh, that's a good man right there. That, <laughs> you don't have to say said. anymore. You don't have to say anymore. That's a good man right there. <laughs> I'm telling you, he was dude. I'm telling you. First thing I look at on a person is their shoes. You cry. And if you look like you've been trudging through mud all day, like I want nothing to do with you. Keep it moving. Listen, I it just tells you a lot about that person. Like some people really like that. I never pay attention to that stuff. You better start. It'll tell you a lot I'm about looking a at your, I'm looking at your teeth. That's me. I'm looking teeth straight. Right yeah, you're you. right. That it, tells you a lot about the person too, the hygiene does. and stuff, and it what they really, do. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. And oh man, yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's yeah. But that's funny. You said. Yeah, I forgot is. you were like that. <laughs> I don't know why. Sneakers? What you mean? Yeah. Listen, I'm cracking up at your slides right now. Your little zip. You better. <laughs> hey, I got my. <laughs> when you I got treats those. in here, man. Y'all don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when you posted those, I was like. She bought. She actually bought those. Those aren't just a picture. Those Dude, are hers. Fifteen dollars <laughs> fanny pack Nike slides at TJ Maxx. Don't sleep on. So I'm gonna say. So you also started a podcast, correct? Like you have your own thing, and yes. that's you know I'm super. I'm super. Um, uh, uh, supportive of your husband and what he's got going on but you on me right now so i want to talk about what you got going on because so you worked at starbucks for a while right that's where i saw you a lot actually yes, yes. <laughs> it's so funny because like if you if you knew me before anything else you probably found me working in a coffee shop i started out at duncan i worked at starbucks um even in college and then i left and then i went back and i worked at mugs wigs downtown for like a minute um but so yeah coffee just follows me everywhere coffee is great though yes so it's it's a beautiful thing it it gets you through life Ever have so, you ever oh, thought about like opening up a, a shop a million times yeah funny. i have too we have thought of, we actually aaron, we were almost we were this close seriously like a month ago we hit aaron was looking for a truck or something and he had came across this mobile coffee truck it was basically all set up for it. and i looked mm-hmm. at him and i was like Okay, but could we really do? Because I like I was ready to stop everything. Like, okay, yeah. but could we really do this? Because this is something I could put my heart into. Give my mom a job too. She mm-hmm. always is willing to help. And I was just like, no, for real, can we do? We really thought I was like, now nah, it's not the time. It was a yeah. big investment without having all the things laid out. But I was like, man, yeah, that would be good. But then it got that. You know, you need that itch scratched. I'm like, yeah. okay, so you just got to keep scratching at it. Yeah. So that's definitely in my mental head. If I don't do that, I at least want my own coffee. Like, dude, I, <laughs> so my idea was, you know how like when you go to like breweries or whatever, they have like flights of, of beer and stuff. To like, do flights of coffee? Dude. Shut up. Oh my God. I say that all the time. Bro. Okay. We, this is, we're going to stop this podcast for a minute. No, <laughs> no I mean, listen, that has been like, I, I've, there's <sighs> one, there is one place in the whole entire country. Well, the last time I looked, it was probably like a year or so ago, but it's in North Carolina that does flights of coffee. Only place. 
Only place. Man. And that, I'm like, why, why is that? All... I mean, I know coffee takes longer to brew, but like, come on, man. It's the same. Okay. It's the same concept as a beer. It absolutely is. King Thompson's beer. Same concept as wine. I always tag it to wine because I know more about wine than beer. Oh, okay. But it's the exact same concept. You have, you know, light in your dark. You mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. your certain notes, whether it has citrus or chocolate. Like, it's yeah. literally, that's ex- the exact same exact thing. Same so well, we're going to have to we're gonna have to talk. We absolutely are. Because mm-hmm. that's going to get me all excited. See? Like, see? <laughs> You've had the same dream. I love it. <laughs> um, so, me. Yes. All right. Um, well, one, I actually graduated from the high media school in Cleveland okay. last year. Yes, last year. Okay. Um, so broadcasting is something I always knew I'd get into. I went for radio. I actually had no interest in podcast. I, I didn't like, I felt it was weird. Cause I was just like, ah, you know, just didn't feel right. Cause I was used to radio. Couldn't, you know, break in anywhere. Couldn't get my foot in the door. And I knew a lot of people just a disclaimer. If you want to get into broadcasting, you don't have to go to broadcasting school, just network. Yeah. You don't have to know a doggone thing. You can talk. You can get into broadcasting school. Everything that you learn from the cameras to the mics, you can self-teach. YouTube is a thing. So yeah, <laughs> that's not... Like, did you go to broadcasting school? Nope, you're doing a podcast, right? Look at you. Exactly. Well, I did... So, funny enough, I mean, I did get my degree in communications uh, mm. with... I wanted to do the whole broadcasting thing. But it just got to a point where it was like... It was kind of like you. It was like, I don't... Like, the TV avenue is so... Like, especially for then when I was going to school, like, the way I looked, it was very much like, is somebody going to hire somebody like me? I mean, it was, you know, it was like early 2000s. Like, is somebody going to hire me? And reality hit, and it's like, you know, I'm not really the face of, like public television that's that, just not how that is at that time that's another reason why i wanted out of it because i couldn't i couldn't deal with that yeah I absolutely on any spectrum and anything like you watch american idol how many times scientists you don't have to look what does that mean i never understood that like yeah. you're not here for looks they're here to sing do they have talent right. and but the way the world works i know <laughs> yeah so that's why i got out of it and then you know um just you know, I like doing the teaching thing, but I also wanted, like, something different. And kind of like your husband, like, I had an epiphany about starting my own, like, clothing thing now. And it's just, like, these things happen, you know? So You definitely need your own clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I know well, you thank you. Yes, I actually am um, in the process of doing it. I just, the problem with me is, like, I have all these ideas. And then it's, like, I need to be centered and be, like, Jess, this is how we have to do things. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, and it, and I also saw that your daughter has like the little mask thing going on. Listen. So you have to tell everybody to, I'll share your post too, so they can see, um, oh. does she make, does she make masks for everybody? She makes um, masks for everybody. Okay. It's, it is, um, it's one size mask, but we, we tell them ways to like shorten it up. Cause you know, my son, he's, my kids are petite. We're little people. Um, so yeah. not, you, not actually, we're just short. That came off really bad. Oh, no. You <laughs> we're short. Listen. I said little bit. We're short in stature. We're not actually little people. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So, so they're all really small. So even like the kid size masks don't fit him. So we just tell him like, you know, just tie the ears mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yes, yeah. it's for any and everybody. She's she has a she actually has a lot of orders right now. That's what we're working on. Yes, I mean that's amazing. Like they're just a whole family of just like everybody's got something going on, and I love it. I think it's great. Oh, I think it's awesome. It. 
I never saw me being this mom is yeah. what's funny. Like yeah. I, I always, you know, just thought I'd, I'd be working, just, yeah. just regular working. There was a time I was a stay at home mom and I never saw that either. I wasn't completely satisfied with that. Cause I'm just, I'm not. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you I don't seem, you just don't seem like that type of, and I mean, that's not, that's not like no, a negative. Not it's a just you, you, you and your husband are both very like driven people. So mm-hmm. to me, you know, it probably made sense at the time for you to do it, I but didn't. like, you know, you just seem really driven. So. I think I really wanted to be, because just, you know, traditionally, that's always, quote unquote, what the dream is. You know, yeah. the wife stays home, but I just, and you can tell it wasn't, it didn't feel natural to me nor him. Yeah. And it it, it just radiated with something needed to change. But yeah. So, so what are you up to now? What are you doing now? So now I actually have my own media business called Duke's Multimedia, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I help people. Um, I helped them with, the the start of it was helping with podcasts, because I really, I became a love for it. And I found out that most people really have something to share and there's a way to share it. They feel like they have to go through this major platform to share it. Right. Um, and I also found it therapeutic to have a podcast. Even if you have only 10 listeners, it, somebody's getting something, even if that somebody is you. Yep. So I was like, I really want to help people because this really, really isn't hard. This is not a hard thing to do. There's minor tweaks that you can make that's going like, to get people... Like putting your phone on do not disturb. Like small things like that. <laughs> big fancy oh yeah and you know what you'll get there but honestly if you're doing it in such a basic sense there's no need for you like i don't i don't have all that i do the bare minimum mostly for the fact that most of the people that i'm going in contact with my clients they're going to be doing the bare minimum because if you already have a studio you don't need me Mm -hmm. what do you need me for Mm -hmm. so i'm here to offer encouragement and honestly basically to keep people with the consistency you have somebody that you're talking to and mentoring to you you're going to be like okay i have to get this done so it helps keep the consistency and that's the main thing of podcasting be consistent yeah good mics hope most people don't understand the difference and i had to explain this to um my biggest client with is uh lucas tyndale he does like lucas Live i do know i do know lucas and corinne uh there is she still doing the fashion stuff too? she she does yeah she still okay. does on the side but okay. she's focusing right now on her on her book and her uh mini series and stuff like that so they're amazing amazing yeah. amazing people yeah. so yeah um he he had somebody on there, Rob Balasabas, and he's like a YouTube guru sort of person. He has mm-hmm. like his own thing. He came out with a big fancy mic. Lucas was just starting out. And I I wasn't even like, Lucas wasn't even my client at this time. And just as a friend, I was like, hey, turn your mic up. <laughs> he was like, yeah. He's like, you guys keep telling me I sound low. And I was like, no, it's not that you're low. There's nothing wrong with your mic. He has a really good one. So mm-hmm. I was like, you I was like, and you're you're fighting with him, and we hear him more clearly and we're more so hearing him. So he was like, Wait, so what else do you know? <laughs> I was like, um. So then you start going that I don't realize most people don't know these things. But this is what this is this is what I'm here for. I want to get people who have something to offer. Lucas and Corinne, they have so many things to offer other people, which can be done through broadcasting. They don't mm-hmm. need to be good through broadcasting. Let me do that. Let yeah. me point out these things. You speak to people about the things you need to speak to. I'm gonna worry about the rest. Mm-hmm. Somebody I follow, um, my mentor, I don't know them, uh, Eric Thomas. <laughs> but I always listen to E.T., e- e- the hip-hop preacher. Also, some people know him mm-hmm. as that. He has the Secret to Success podcast. And he always says, like, he's like, I-, I didn't touch a camera. He's like, that's not what I do. I speak. So I'm going to do what I'm good at. And I'm going to hand somebody else what they're good at. Because when we bring that together, that's how you get people listening. Because right. the human body and the human mind craves consistency. They crave good things. You don't realize, like, you're not sitting and listening to a podcast like, man... I'm really disturbed because of how that sounds. How that sounds. Nope, not normal people. I do yeah, because again, well, you have yeah. the ear. But that's just yeah. what I'm good at. Yeah. Um. Same thing with uh, like 
people always, I'll use Michael Jackson as an example. He could hear things nobody else heard, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he couldn't effectively do what he needed to do if he heard that. So he needed everybody else to be on their top notch, their cute, or do Michael Jordan for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do both. Hey, listen, right. I'm here. I'm here he for it. He needed people to be good. He needed Dennis to get those rebounds. And he needed Scotty. He needed Scotty yeah. to be like that man. And it just it, it needs to mesh. It needs to work. If you want that beautiful triangle, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to you have to put the right people in place. You got to build right. your team. Right. And that's that's what I'm here for to be a part of the team so everybody can do the best that they can do at the thing that they're good at right so yeah that's cool i also do um photography for small businesses okay um just people don't realize having good content uh videos and pictures how appealing that is to people we are so simple-minded guys like It's a pretty picture. That's that's all people's like, man, that's a really cool picture. I don't give a crap. If Aaron does like a Corvette, I'm going to take a picture of it. Because I was like, Aaron, they don't care how clean this car is. It's a Corvette and you cleaned it. That's what they know. Man, right. he cleaned a Corvette. Cleaned, yep. That's exactly. it. I was exactly. like, your work is going to prove itself regardless. Mm-hmm. You're 100% right. But the way you get their attention... Literally, it's like a shiny object. Like it's like a cat in a laser light. Like that's what it, it really is. is. It really is. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to I'm here to shine the laser. When light. did you When did you start your uh, media? That only started recently, in May. Right? It's very yeah. very recent. Okay. Yeah, because I was very afraid. Yeah, I was very scared. Because again, I just I was cool working somebody. I used to. Well, I kind of still am employed with a home two suites, a hotel. I love serving people. Customer okay. service. It's something that I enjoy doing. But yeah. this is a way that. I can serve people, serve my family, and serve myself as well. And it's been it's been a great a great example for my kids too. Yeah, my well, sons. I mean, they have two parents that are very much like they just like entrepreneurs and just keep driving and just you really like especially with the generations coming up. I mean, me being a teacher, it's hard to find kids that are driven by literally anything. Whew. Say that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. It's so I find and it's frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating. And you know, I think I think part of I think also part of the problem is we push college and we push higher education on kids. And while I don't disagree with it, at mm-hmm. the same time, you need your kids that own their own plumbing business or their own heating and cooling business or their own, you know, construction or architecture or you you need those kids too. You need kids that own their own electric company or whatever. Like it's just we are so focused on getting them, you know, to higher education and not everybody is equipped for that. And you can start your own business and but it's hard when you don't have um when you don't have a support system that shows you the exactly. stepping stones to do it. But you have to think, um, the generation that raised us, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and we're, I feel like you're an okay person to bring the race thing into. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but this is, it's, it's real. It's a good thing. Generation that raised us, they were brought up, um, they were, they were starting the businesses, right? They were laying the groundwork. So it was up for the kids to get the education. Back then, education was the only way to get right. to that business. I agree, yes. This is not the same. No. So we need to rearrange that focus per generation, which yep. we, again, were raised by a generation who hates change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they well, wanted to stick, yeah. whether whether it was working or not, yeah. <laughs> they want to stick with it. <laughs> yeah. And here come us, millennials, like, um, no, no, we're going to shake some stuff up. And right. shout out to Gen Z, because y'all get stuff done. I swear. <laughs> Like, I just sit back and watch Gen Z like, yeah! Like, like, all right, we brought it to light, but y'all are really just taking that torch and running. So so we really have to switch that focus that, you know, education is not the only way to get to stuff. I actually Mm -hmm. just seen something that said, you need a degree to work for a business, but you don't need a degree to start a business. 
it's crazy. Yeah. Why? Like what? It was so simple. Yeah. So simple. But you do. You have to rearrange their minds. Now, some things absolutely they still require to agree about. But you teach happiness. What makes you happy? What's your gift? Um, how, help your kids harvest their gift. Let them, let them do multiple stuff. And it's, yeah. that's the only way to figure it that's out. That's how I was raised. My mom put me in all different kinds of sports and activities. Mm-hmm. And then, but see, my parents were kind of like, once I got to like fifth grade, they were like, all right, now pick a sport that you like want to go at. Right. So then it was basketball. But I and think like, that's important because you mean, do it have is. the horn in their focus. It is. It, it they is. made you stop and think though, which yeah. one, which, okay. If you could only have one sport, which one was this? And yeah. that's how you know which one's really important. Fair. Fair, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then my, some people, you know, are like, well, well, exactly. But it's like, no, but I appreciate they did that, that they did that because mm-hmm. then it really like, I got tunnel vision for basketball and I stuck to it. Exactly. And it just carried me all the way through where I am now. I mean, I teach phys ed for crying out loud. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I play, I still play basketball. So it's just, yeah, you got to have those stepping stones. You got to have the parents that give you that drive and that focus and not even parents. You have to mm-hmm. have somebody you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles that push you to do things. And because kids now, they just don't have that drive. They just, they, they really don't. And it's, it's a shame um, because, you know, every day I see my students and they just seem so lost. Like they don't, and I get it. You're a teenager, you're young, but I at least had some sort of idea of what I wanted to let do, me, you know? let me, cause I, I was, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. No, life was not great when I grew up. I did not grow up in a two parent household. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was not peaches and king. I didn't either. Like, um, but I, I think I had a lot of good people around me. They did the best that they possibly could with what they were given. Right. Um, we were definitely more active, but I think to give, you know, parents a miniature break because I still feel like it's our responsibility to recognize these things. Um, not, not everybody was working in the home. So back in their day, they had somebody there constantly in their face telling them, you know, get out and do something, gotta right. do something, which is right. why I think that a lot of my kids, cause let me be clear. If my daughter could stay in her room all day, she absolutely would. If I never said a word to her, she's a hobbit. She just likes her room. It's her comfort space. And I'm just right. like, Mm-mm, no, we're going to do something. No, I'm going to make you play with him. I'm going to make you go outside around your bike. Yeah. It's not a punishment, but you need no, to, you got to <laughs> ask her. She might feel like it is. <laughs> My mom made me go ride my bike. (laughs) But like you said, they're just not born with it. But that that is just because of where the life is. And oftentimes I like to refer to it, put it towards animals. Your animals can feel your energy and emotions. Everybody's like, oh man, you know, my dog, my cat. They Mm -hmm. just know. Your kids are the same way. They're just not... We, we we don't we don't put that in them like we're always like man you expect your your animals to know your feelings and emotions your kids know them too but they have no idea how to express it right. in a human way right. your dog gets excited and pees on you right if your child pees on you they get a whooping so like, <laughs> I'm just saying like, I'm not saying kids get excited and pee I'm just saying like that some was just, do man some wait, they, some grown ups get excited and pee listen. <laughs> kids later sometimes you gotta run to the bathroom again. <laughs> exactly you but, get it but honestly like they do they feel your energy like that and kids mm-hmm. are more they're not it's not as strong as animals but it, it's way stronger than what the adults can because they're in this, this innocent this innocent light that i really think people forget yeah. we're so busy 
getting them ready to be adults. We forget to let these babies be kids. Absolutely. And it's why, like, I'm I letting my daughter day, drive her business. But if she tells me, Mommy, this is definitely something I want to do, I'm going to hold you accountable. Because that's what people who love do. Right. You can't be my friend and yes, ma'am, me. Because I prom- this is why I don't have a lot of friends. I'm not going to yes, ma'am, you. So when I tell you, no, you wrong, and they get offended... I don't want to tell you. I'm yeah. here to love you in the best form. And me right. loving you is making sure you're the best person you can be, not because it's easy for you. Yeah. So that's, and that's one of the things. And it's really, I'm so proud of her. Like, that's so I'm cool. Like, so what, what got her, her, what got her, I mean, obviously COVID helped with it. Literally, but, but, but it did. Um. So we were really, oh, we were so, so fortunate during the pandemic. Like, I, I really, I almost feel bad of how okay we were when so many other people were like yeah but you know that's not that's another topic of discussion like you need to have companies and corporations that take better care of their you know their their uh their employers because dude i'm tired of getting every post every post i see it's like teachers need to teachers need to get their asses back to work teachers need to do this teachers need to do that and i'm like dude why don't you help why don't you talk to your employers and be like dude what are y'all doing to help me and mine During a time like this, when when I have a child or I have children that I need to take care of and do that whole thing. So I just, this whole thing, this whole thing is just like, it's opened my eyes to a lot of, we are literally the door-to-door salesmen of the 21st century. Mm. Teachers are. Like, that's what we're considered. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to open their door for us. Nobody. Nobody. We're getting Not dragged through the mud, and it's it's crazy. But then people will spit how much the kids need their education, and they need to get back to school. I mm-hmm. told some, I told somebody, I was like, I promise y'all, right now, if teachers go on strike, I'm gonna be out there with them because great <laughs> <laughs> math almost killed me. Okay? <laughs> I was like, no. And let me be clear, I thought I was gonna be like that mom in the classroom. I volunteered. Once for two hours in my child's preschool class, I never went back. I will send cupcakes. I will buy all the Clorox wipes you need and <laughs> tissues. I'm not coming See back me? in there. I'm telling you. But people don't. Y'all say, oh, you know, why my kids did that? Why aren't your kids doing that? Yeah. Somebody, I'm, I'm friends with a, a, a lot of teachers, and I just respect and love y'all so, so much because I can't do what you do. Even to be able to teach somebody a way that you don't learn. To me, that's a gift. I don't yeah. think people understand that as a gift. I can explain it to you how I understand it. That's it. If you don't get it, I have nothing else for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm that mom. If Timmy had... (laughs) That's me. I swear to God, that's me. That's so funny. (laughs) I respect and love y'all so much. And people expect so, so much from y'all with little help. Because I don't even think y'all are unwilling to do the things they're asking no. Peters, I'm and they sh- act like it's our fault. Like, hey, I shut the district down, y'all. Y'all know that? And here's <laughs> like, and here's they the listen thing. to me. That's what happened. It's to the point where teachers get very like taken back that I'm like, no, what's my child doing today? Like, they're like, oh, you on parent teacher conference? Your kid's fine. Yeah, okay, we gonna make sure they stay fine. What time can I come in? Like, I, what do you mean? Yeah, when yeah. my child, when something happens at school, I need you to tell me if something minor happens. They do something wrong. They do something right. Tell me. Like, yeah. you know what? They were great today. I really appreciate. It. I want to know that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to go down to school a few times. Just I'm like, y'all have to communicate that with me. If you're punishing my child, tell me. Not because I don't think they should be punished. I need to know so I can follow up with it. Right. All this starts at home. Right. You are a oh Lord child. I, I had to get out. I had to get away from some people on social media. Because if I saw one more parent talking about some, I'm not about to teach my kids. This is not my job. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yes, it <laughs> Dude, is. I've <laughs> seen so I'm many a- people posting that. Like, bro, first of all, your child goes to school for free. For free. 
And these teachers are making pennies. Like, stop. Your teachers are almost making what you could make being a manager at a coffee shop. Please mm-hmm. stop talking to me. Like, yeah. I couldn't. I literally was like, y'all sound like, do you even see how dumb you sound? You are your child's friend. If nobody else is ever teaching your child, you should be teaching them. Right. This is why kids start school um, and they don't they don't know anything. The teacher's having a hard time keeping catch up. My son was in Spark. We did the, all that kind of stuff. And to the point where he was like advanced. And I'm just like, I feel like, all, like I don't really... I mean, he's very intelligent, but mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, I just feel like kids should know this. I think they should know their one, two, threes and ABCs when they go to school. Right. I don't expect school to teach them. That's never how it used to be though. Right. We didn't, right. we knew we, matter of fact, we had to know that stuff when we in, went into kindergarten. Mm-hmm. That was like a requirement. Tying your shoes too. So oh was, yeah, you need to know all that stuff. So before you went there. Yeah. And I was just but, like, but parents are acting like, like the, the, the teachers aren't giving them lessons and it's like. The teachers are still doing their job. So you saying that you have to teach your kids is kind of like, dude, you literally just have to follow along with what the teacher is saying. I mean, now granted, I've heard there have been some teachers that probably haven't done what they were supposed to do. Oh, But you're going to get that in any sort of situation. I mean, you get that when there's not a pandemic. But you that's know? A, those are but more few and far between than absolutely. I think we realize. Absolutely. Again, I mean... Y'all are I, human. Listen, <laughs> we, we tried our best, you know, and we're going to try our best again this year. I mean, what are your kids, what what are your kids' plans? They have to go back or are they going like... Um, my daughter's going to do, she's going into sixth grade. Y'all pray for me. I'm not ready for middle school. Um, I was a hellion in middle school. So, so was my that is where it starts, Oh, man. God. My, my mom is literally sitting back like, <laughs> like I can't wait. <laughs> But so she's on sixth grade. So she's going two days a week. Amaya is very, she's extremely mature, almost to a fault for her she age. She is. She, yeah. Your son is too, though. It, they it both was, are. They, I really don't know what, it had to come from their dad. Cause I was not like that as a child. I promise you. I yeah. was a goofball. I was, I literally figured out the world extremely late in life. I'm not sorry about it either because no. I'd want to go back to my job. Like stay out. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. Dude. <laughs> every day, every day I say it. But so she's going two days a week. Um, and then, you know, the other three are going to be virtual learning and I trust her, but I also told her that comes with responsibilities too on Mm -hmm. her part to make sure she's washing her hands properly. She's, you know, keeping her distance from people. Um, and when she comes home, you know what she's expected to do and that adds pressure to her. And I understand that. So giving her a little bit of grace with some things as well, because she could be bringing things to her brother that I don't want brought to him. His was different. His only option was either go back or stay home. And I could not, we could not consciously send him back. I was not ready. Um, he's, like I said, he's little and he's a very healthy little boy, but he gets croup like three times a year and I don't understand it. So I was like, I don't even want to like overexpose it. And he is also, he's only six. Yeah. He tries to skip on washing his hands. Yeah. He's like playing with Are they, are they making them wear masks if they um, go back or what? They are, it? they are, but not the entire day. Like they have like, you know, when our close parks and it's like, in me, it's like, okay, if they do carpet time, everybody put their mask on. If they're going to yeah. the bathroom, put their mask on. If they're in a hallway mask. But if they're sitting six feet apart at their desk, believe they're allowed to take them but off. But see, that's where I was like discussing with parents because I was like, you know, they've been in this whole, like, staying at home for the past, you know, four or five months or whatever. Like, don't you think it's more beneficial to their mental health to stay home? Because if you send kids back with their friends and they have to wear masks and they have to socially distance, 
to me, it, it hinders their mental health more because they can't interact normally with their friends. Exactly. Like, I get it when you're at, like, at home, you do whatever you want. If you want to have your friends over, like, that's not my business. Exactly. But you know schools are going to make them socially distant. Absolutely. And I don't think that's beneficial for any kid's mental health. Like, well, here's my problem. Just, you have kids who haven't seen each other for how long? Right. They're going to want to hug their friends. They're going to want to play. Let's exactly. make up a new handshake. Exactly. And they're going to get in trouble. And that's my heart. Like, you're not, I don't want, no. Like, just And you no. think teachers want that response exactly. like i don't want to have to if a kid pulls their mask down or like doesn't come like i don't want to write a kid up for not wearing a mask that just like doesn't make any sense exactly it doesn't it, it, and that that's the part that's frustrating me about it because then let's say you send them back there's no i'm almost waiting on it they're gonna send them back home yeah i believe it's going to shut down what happens oh, yeah. when a teacher gets gets the virus in the school yeah how do we how, like you have? How do we know how many people she did or didn't come in contact with? Exactly. You have to shut it down again for two exactly. weeks. I and know. then I was like, that back and forth. Is there's one thing I know about my children that changing portion of it? Yeah, nobody is likes what, that. Kids don't like that. Again, we just want consistency as human beings, mm-hmm. adults, kids. Where how mm-hmm. over old you are, yep. you want consistency. Period. Yep. So that's just that's my main my main thing with it. In it's hard when you have multiple kids. And very different grades because you have to do what's best for each individual kid right. at their level. Right. And I can't imagine parents who have to do that with kids who, oh my gosh, I had, I know parents who have kids in like high school between like they don't even have their, their first year at school. Kids are graduating and then some it's their first year of school. So right. you have to do what's best for them. And this is where I'm just like, y'all give grace. Like just give grace because all of us parents are doing 100% of what we believe is proper for our kids and what we need. For instance... I was all prepared to pay somebody to come tutor my kids. I'm like, there, and other parents were like, no, I'm not doing that. I've been paying daycare costs. I can't wait to get rid of that. And I was like, I never had to pay for daycare. So I'm not sick of paying yet. So I'd absolutely pay somebody right. to come teach my kids. Right. So you have to realize everybody is just in a different stage and just let people be who they are because they're, they're doing the best. They're not mm-hmm. trying to send their kids to school because they don't care about your kids' health. They're sending them because they're like, this is what my child needs. This yeah. is what we're used to. And honestly, that break in money is going to be even better for them because I can get them better help if they need it. So it's just... It's a... It's, I mean, you're damned... If, we're damned if we do. We're damned if we don't. Facts. You know? No, there's not going to be a system in place that's going to... That's gonna, a piece to everybody it's just not it's not it's and i think not. that's what schools are doing which is what probably is not the most popular opinion but it's it's the best that they can do they have to do what's best for the masses at in in school at this point well yeah and i'm in such a large district so yeah. to me it just doesn't it it just you know i've been posting status 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 and status after status after status <laughs> like i keep trying to say like y'all don't get it like logistically and financially it does not make sense so you hire all these new janitors you hot you get all these cleaning products put in right mm-hmm. you buy all these masks mm-hmm. guess what you're gonna have to get rid of some teachers yep. you're gonna have to get rid of Y'all some staff already hurting already inner city oh my goodness inner city schools are like i'm so scared honestly i, I teach at a school with 1400 kids and there's only one of me Oh, one phys ed teacher. And I'm sure when you were in high school, there were probably multiple PE teachers. Like I had multiple. I had maybe three. Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe I don't you don't know. remember. I had one main one. If we had one, it was like assistant. They weren't. No, um, we assistant. had one. Just one? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I went to McKinley. I remember one phys ed one. teacher. Maybe there might have been two. But I... normally it's like a male and a female. Typically. typically in high, I'm, I'm just going to specific in high school because. Yeah. No. I only think one. How big was McKinley? I don't know. 
I mean, because my high school is pretty big. It's pretty comparable to Glen Oak. But I mean, we're about the size of Glen Oak. It's this. It was this. But I know Glen Oak. I know Glen Oak's got more than one PE. McKinley's teacher. a little bigger now, though, because of yeah. like, the merge. Merge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably do have more than one now. But to me, it's just crazy. I mean, we we're already bare bone minimum, and then you exactly. wanna you wanna put all these things in place, and like you're, you, that's what people aren't understanding. It's like and it I'm, don't make no sense. I'm gonna tell you something. The teachers and staff at high schools who don't have like you know the big fancy jobs, like the principals and the English teachers and stuff like that. You guys are the one the kids are giving their their most authentic self to, like the coaches, the phys ed teachers, the hall monitors. Those are the ones who are getting to the nitty gritty of the kids, yeah. and I really don't think that that's appreciated enough. No, our security better. guards, yeah, they get to see the whole, you know, they get to see different sides of kids. Mm-hmm. I, same with me, same with me. You I coach get to see, too, right? Uh, I did, yeah, but now our program, you know, kids are just not very motivated. So to get kids into a gym six days a week is is asking like a lot, honestly. Is it the kids, or honestly? Is it the parents? Because I'm, ha- I know um, there's parents like I don't have time to run. I guess it could be a mixture of both. It could be a mixture of both, but you'll say like when we when I first started coaching my first year and we told the girls that we had practice on Saturdays mm-hmm. and they were like, Saturdays? Are you kidding? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, dude, and their their mindset is very much like basketball starts in October and it ends in February. <gasps> Me, I was like, dude, this stuff starts in August and it ends in August. Like, but again, that's that was the mentality. My it, dad was like, oh, yeah. just for instance, my daughter's business. You said you want to do this? We're going to do this all day, every day. Yeah. Now, get me wrong. I'm I'm better than Aaron. I'm, I believe in an off day right. or at least an off couple hours. Right. That man, no. he don't. <laughs> no, he's, I ain't got no days off. He'll tell you all the time. Look, I'm like, oh, you off today? He's like, I'm never off. I'm like, I mean, are you actually physically doing cars today? Because if he's not doing cars, he's still doing something. That's how I feel with business. her, too. So I get it, but I no, I'm going to take my off day. But I yeah. need it. But that's, yeah. again, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the difference. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he feels worse if he actually sit down so it's She's the same way man i don't understand it's insane that. i'm like dude i could sit here all day like put me up <laughs> get me some snacks put me up I'm cool. <laughs> i need that mental health day man i need I it do. i need I it absolutely do but yeah so but you got you gotta have people hold them hold them accountable yeah and- so yeah, your daughter, your daughter started that yeah. that mask. Exactly. Thing. And I was like, if you're gonna do this, we're gonna we're absolutely gonna do this. She just she during the pandemic she noticed a lot and I think she got excited about making her own money. That's so cool. And uh I I, I love it and I hate it. Yeah. But I love it. But she, I'm so proud of what she's doing because on days she doesn't feel like it, I'm like, Nope, yeah, get these done. You said you do it. We're dropping off orders today. There's a lot to get done, it. a lot to do. And then she had to sit down when she realized all her money wasn't she doesn't just get to keep it. We got yep. that good financial lesson in about yep. um, we are spiritual. So we absolutely do tithe because to me, we're sowing back into our community. Yes, it goes yep. through the church, but we believe in the, the circle of that. I get it. So, so, and then you save because you're supposed to save because we didn't, we weren't taught that. We were not taught to, to save and, you know, then you have your income. Right. We just... Right. Give me the shoes. Right. Give me these clothes. Well, listen, still give me the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but you gonna save for your shoes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me just tell you how I rationalize that. I'll be like, listen, are my are all my bills paid? Cool. Well, then I'm gonna buy me some shoes. There you go. But I don't do it all the time. I try. I try to not do it all the time, but. I'm saving listen, up for what I want. Aaron exactly. wants to hoard money forever. Like, he's just See, like, no, I'm saving. I'm like, no, I want to, if I'm saving, I'm going to spend it on something. Something. What am I saving it for? Yeah. Yeah, I have a hard, you're supposed to save it for, you know, like, you know, rainy days or whatever. I then get it. I but... told him we need to separate savings. <laughs> it's 
I'm gonna spend it. <laughs> That's how I am because it's like heaven. For, I mean, like, dude, we don't know when our days are up, man. Like, and I'm about to be six feet under. With, I mean, this is where's that pro- money going? Where's that money going? There's an idea you know? about having no more billionaires. Once you hit, you know that whatever nine 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 million whatever oh gosh, um yeah, then everything crazy. else just you it just goes back into whoever needs it like that's that's how people get their money because there's no sense what are you hoarding money for? for i mean you like like the dude from amazon i mean do do makes enough money to like pay for all of us to live why <laughs> and that's my thing like this is <laughs> so crazy i sw- i told her i was like i don't want that much money yeah i do not want that it, ma- it makes me super nervous even to have like a certain amount of money like in the bank and i'm just yeah. like nope i agree maybe that's why i just want to spend it or that's how i rationalize it well yeah. <laughs> no but listen you want to live your life you know exactly. I, I and i think it's important and if you have the money to do so why not you know it's but like- i was taught that too I, I absolutely was my dad took us on vacations every summer and it wasn't until i became an adult that that stopped because <laughs> You realize how much money it is. Right. I was like, oh, wait. I never knew that either. I pay for mine and my family. Yeah, no. Never mind. <laughs> We're going to be in this little blow-up pool in the backyard. Oh, man. That's hilarious. But, I mean, it, it is. And I just wish that somebody would just stop for a minute and really realize it, that nobody's trying to attack you. We're not trying to say you're bad people. We're trying to say, hey, you know, we're trying to do the best that we can. Oh, I started a point earlier. And we just, we, I'm sorry. I I do no, listen, time. I get, I do this all the time too. What do you mean? But, so we was talking about generation, how they grew up in their mindset and how mm-hmm. they had to go to school. That was their way out and stuff like that. Um, I, I, we talk about this all the time within the black community that we have to create opportunities for our kids. Yeah. There's not many. Now, I know a lot more than people, I don't think people pay attention a lot that how much that has, has gotten better. But it's like, okay, you guys are sick of this. We are going to have to be the generation to stop it. And it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen overnight. We probably are not gonna see the major change in our generation, but we gonna make sure that our kids see it. Yeah. We have to do what we're doing now. We have to lay those businesses groundsworks so they have something to. Cause let me be clear, if my kids don't want to run pristine steamwash, pristine steamwash is gonna run for them so they can go do what they need to do. Right. If they want to be doctors and go to college, this is what's gonna be paying for it. Right. Um. And they both show so many creative signs and differences. It's just, it's, yes. it's fun to watch and look. Like, my daughter's actually really good with a camera. I'm actually experiencing Well, see, and I mean, I feel and like just- that, but that's, but that also is just so helpful because you and your husband are very much like you instill that in them. And I mm-hmm. think that that's huge. And as long as the kid, as long as kids have at least one person that they can look up to mm-hmm. that's within their inner circle. Like, I'm not saying <clears throat> that it's wrong to look up to athletes or, or musicians because we all all did but it's super important to have someone in your home who you're seeing and talking yeah. to on a yeah. regular basis even that's why i don't think i think people underestimate the importance of coaches and i think that people need to realize you can't just pick a coach because their background can they actually add to your kids yeah because some the best coaches are like uh don't like i'm a coach but I, i'm here to inspire because i can't yeah. get them to where they they can have the talent i can that's easy to coach yep but to get them mentally pushing forward like that's that's the hard part. Cause yep. Everything, everything you do, it has to start in the mind. You can't be Absolutely. good at nothing if you if if you are mentally just shaken. Well, no, and I and and you know I learned, I learned so much from coaches that I try to do with my student athletes. It's like you know you're always gonna put your schoolwork first, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna teach you discipline because that's what I learned. Yep. I, you know I want you to show up on time because mm-hmm. my coach always said. When you're early, you're on time. And when you're on time, you're late. Man. So y'all need to show up. I don't care how you got to get here, but you're going to show up on time. 
you're gonna leave when we say you leave and you're gonna do what we ask you to do and you're not gonna give any sort of like attitude nothing like that and we're gonna it's just I learned so much through playing sports and through having coaches and things like that that you don't necessarily learn from it's life, other experiences. Yes, it's life yeah. lesson stuff. Whether you yeah. ever go further and past that in your life, it's completely life lessons. Mm-hmm. And so many people will say, you know, I I like doing this better, but I was better at this. Um, my actually Eric Snow, he's actually my cousin. And oh, he wow. would always okay. say that, yeah, I'm basically <clears throat> related to everybody in Canton. Oh, my goodness. Just, I love it. Well, just this. I love it. Uh, um, but he always said, we used to go to, like, his camps. We had I used to go to his camp, too, yeah. There's probably a picture of us somewhere. Oh, maybe. Probably. probably. I guarantee you. Anyways. Um, <laughs> da, da, da. No, it's Canton. We're small. Of course there is. <laughs> but he always said he was way better at football than he was basketball. But wow. he liked basketball more. And that's. That's just what you have to do. And so many people, they want to use... It's probably LeBron's theory, too. Listen, so many kids that they wanted to use, like, their parents forcing it. Oh, this is what you're good at. So they're forcing them to do that. Mm -hmm. My dad tried to force... I hate hate running. I was really good at track. I was fast. Nobody likes running. I probably... (laughs) Oh, yeah! (laughs) Don't get me started. No, no, no. My husband, he did cross country. And he... It's like a fair... My dad still... Therapeutic and running. I can't. I can't. Listen. Go to Maslin. If you go to Maslin on any day after about probably three o'clock, you will see a black man running around Maslin. That's my dad. I swear. He runs. He loves running. He loves running. It's, it is. And he's like, I don't feel right. I need to go run. Aaron will say the same thing, and he's gotten so far away from running. I just be like, Can you go run? Can I you just start pick running? Those people's again? brains because some ain't. Some ain't right. <laughs> They're psychopaths. I'm convinced. For some shit. <laughs> No. Same with mine when she's like, I want to go for a run. I'll be like, to like Wendy's or something? Like, I'm not, you want to get in the car and go to a run? Where we run? Oh, I got the key. No? No keys? Oh. I'll walk. I'll walk my dogs all day. I ain't getting my fat ass out there running. No. But, I tried it for a couple days and I was over it. I was like, I can't do this. I was proud you did it for a couple days, though. I was, that That's was cool. too, a couple days too many. Like, <laughs> okay? Well, and so many, I felt like I was supposed to like running and working out because, you know, it's good for your mental health. I got big into it. Like, no, you know, get those endorphins. Daddy. I'm like... I really don't like this. It feels good after because I accomplished something. It didn't yeah. do anything for me. Yeah. I found yoga. It's a way better form of okay. getting physically better. And yep. it's not as... I don't like being out of breath. I don't know why people enjoy that. My husband ran cross country. I don't understand. Like, Astrid. You know Astrid. A- uh, what's her last name now? Yes. Avery with yes. her. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That girl, first, she's nothing but sugar, spice, and everything nice. But she just, she would, she just, she runs. Like, she I don't just, understand. She just accidentally, like, placed third in, like, some marathon or something, like, years back. You know why I hate it? Because it was used as, it was used as punishment for me. Listen. When we were playing basketball and we weren't making it, we were missing layups and we were missing free throws. Maybe get on the line. Maybe and I'm like, I don't want to get on the line. suicides. Suicides. That was, you like, know what? That was See? torture. I'm about it's to turn traumatic. a couple people PTSD. in. I'm so serious. It exists. It exists. I'm just saying. Now you want me to get out and go run for fun? <laughs> we were conditioned not to do that. Exactly. So if you don't understand, I don't Boom. tell you. It's their fault. It's coach's fault. It is coach's my fault. My coach was my dad, so thanks, dad. See, that <laughs> is. I was such a smart aleck kid, too. That's so I bad. I mean, 
it's good. It but I can volleyball too. But we ran steps, and for whatever reason, uh, I didn't mind running steps, and I don't know why. Probably because it was a different change of pace. It was. I felt like you it, didn't have it, lines on the floor that you had to get to. I felt like I actually saw like progress when I ran steps, or like that, leg yeah. muscle and thing. It yeah. felt like it dealt more for me. Why am I running back and forth between a line? Yeah, that's not helping. And me. you have to get there at a certain time. It's why? Torture. Like, let me do it at my own pace. God. Oh, they get on my nerves. Don't make no sense. But yeah, but See, that was that's why we don't like running. Exactly. There it is. Boom. <laughs> look, at, look at this therapy session. <laughs> This was free therapy, oh, guys. Oh, man, it is. It is. Podcasts are, for real. Yeah. I absolutely believe that, 100%. So, yeah, I, I just, I appreciate this whole thing because I think people underestimate the 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 benefits of a good connection. Mm-hmm. Somebody could be doing the very exact same thing you're doing. We're going to reach a completely different people. There's always enough for everybody. Tell yeah. my, my husband will refer somebody the detail, and if he can't get to them, he'll tell them, you know, you can try this person, too. We're not in competition. I mean, that's pretty... That's we are, a, but it's not like no, that. No, but that like, is super, like... That's super respectable because for... I mean, this has nothing to do with with detailing and things like that. Mm-hmm. But my tattoo artist, I wanted to go get a specific tattoo. And instead of him just putting his pride aside and being like, listen, that's not really my style, but I know yes. somebody that can do it. We got to put our pride aside sometimes and just like admit when we like it's not in our wheelhouse. And yeah. that's okay. That's, a, that's okay. A, that is, there is enough for everybody. Good karma will come right back around to 120,000%. You know so, I can promise you there are things like, how did we even get? And nothing, it has to be. Because yeah. you, you have to start being by being a good person, yep. period. There's mm-hmm. always marketing techniques, there's things you can do, but never, never, you don't shortchange people and like, sneak around and do whatever like we don't ever hate on anybody no. and what they're doing and stuff like that he he hands it more gracefully than i do when people try to give him advice and i'm like why are they trying to give you advice just because they used to wash cars back in the day on the side <laughs> he's like they he's like no because they still may have something to teach me that i can implement. i was like you know what I know, you're, you're right. like me. I'm like, I'm not listening to what they're Listen, I'm also so like over... It's funny is I do it for myself, but I'm so overprotective of like people I'm love. I'm like, what are they... Are they trying to dog you? What are they trying to do? Yeah. Like, you, what? But I, yeah. I'm... Uh, I got... How many siblings? What am I? I have seven siblings. I'm number, oh, wow. f- I'm number yeah. five. Yeah. So we were we were taught constantly stick up for each other, have each other's back, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's what we did. We were dealing with the wrongs at home, but in public, this is what you do. So I'm always I'm always ready. To- <laughs> I'm always ready. The loyalty comes deep. Well, and I don't trust me. nobody neither. I like, don't. See, it's every, like everybody is. What are your intentions right now? Until you completely show me you're trustworthy, you mm-hmm. always you always have a side eye with me. But I'm gonna love you. I'm going to love you, but sometimes I'm going to have love you over yeah, there. Oh, yeah, over there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. But, yeah, everybody, there's, because even if nobody went to any other detailer in the whole city of Canton, again, we're Canton, it's not big, we can't get to all those people. We cannot service everybody in Canton. Yeah. There is plenty. There is plenty for everybody. So, and there's no need. There's absolutely no need for yeah, the no. for the ugly and the hate and all that stuff that's, that's, that goes on on a regular basis. It's getting real bad, too. It really is. And you know what? I was guilty of a few of it uh, with the whole mask thing. Like, how dare people not wear masks and stuff like that. But just like... I say, you know, parents are doing the best that they can with their kids and what they think is right. Some people are doing what they think is good for them and what's best for them. So who am I to say my opinion is the 100% best? It is. Now. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm, just, I'm glad. Okay, just so just so we're clear. No, listen, no. I was so petty I didn't hold the door for a guy because he wasn't in a mask. But then, I, but then I chalked it up as I'm trying to keep my distance from him because he didn't yeah. have a mask on. But in... 
that's perfectly fine. I'm gonna hold the door because I believe in karma. And I, I get feel, it. It would just be, ugh, I I, but I, I want to be that. I want to be that person who doesn't care. It depends. It depends. It depends on a certain. It it depends on the day, my mood, how I'm feeling. But it just it really grinds my gears when I don't see people wearing masks because it's just kind of like you know no shoes no shirt no service. Mm. It's it's not y- y'all didn't complain about that right? But like now you want to bring this into it and. But it's just like you know or or you sit there and say well like. You know, they're infringing on my rights, but then tell gay people they can't get married or, you know, well, if this person would have just listened to the police, then, you know, that wouldn't happen and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I'm not going to, or the whole, I'm not going to let the government tell me what to do, but listen to the police. It's like, what are you saying right now? And this is where you just look at, you just get this blank stare and just, you know know. how like on Looney Tunes, you know, plink, plink, like, that's basically in my head, that's what I do, like, I don't. I don't even think it's worth me to say nothing because it, it it it's gone to that point. Because it's even if I point. explain it to you, you ain't gonna get it. You ain't gonna get it. I could get out a whole color board, make your charts, pretty pictures, you <laughs> numbers. Really, you're right. not gonna get you're it. You're not. You're not gonna get it. It that was like that true. interview that's going around with Trump, where he literally showed him that his, with his what little, his chart, little Crayola papers. I was like, he coloring book. You're not even reading the chart. What? <laughs> I honestly, I turned that off. It gave me anxiety because I'm like, yeah, he's making me feel like I'm crazy, and I ain't got the time. Like, no, because yeah, it makes you psychotic, and that's why you just, I had to, had to leave a lot of people back there with that, Mm -hmm. including family members, and that's same. That's probably the hardest part about that because although you knew that they weren't all the way put together, you knew how they grew up, but. You know, they'll tell you they love you, look you in your face, you know, I'll be here for you and all that kind of stuff. And you believe them. But then when you tell them, hey, what you're saying is hurting me. It's affecting me because I also have this other side of me that hurts. Then, oh, God forbid. Yeah. You're only, you're only feel that way because that's what you were taught. Yeah. Okay. And I'm literally saying to you the exact same thing. The exact same. I'm not saying you're hateful because you want to be hateful. I understand you were taught that. I understand this is how you grew, you're growing up. But I'm telling you as somebody that you love, this is a problem. Yeah. But it also can't be like a crutch that you rely on. Like I'm tired. Like to me, especially when you become an adult, like mm-hmm. how you were raised, yes, it plays into a part, but you have to, you have to change. You know, you have to Absolutely. grow up and you have to like not keep using that whole well i this is how i grew up so that's my crutch but they you know only, what i'm saying they only want to use that when it's like oh you know my, my parents traumatized me well you have to eventually make your own choices okay you yeah. do too right you, you right. may not feel traumatized but what you're doing is traumatizing others so it means right. you should want you should want to change but some people don't give a the flying crap they about don't any of that they don't and that's that's just where my past ends i'm like eh, like there's family members i'll never speak to again and it's it's sad, but it's necessary because you can't. I can't even. I don't even want nothing like that near me. If you no, can't it's even totally brought saying. to light how certain people feel. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and I'm like, whoa! I didn't know you felt that way. Exactly. Like, dang. Exactly. And I'm not, honey. Believe me, I'm nobody's exception to any rule. No, nobody. You're not gonna use me. Ever. No, I have a black family. Ma- nope, nope. You don't get to. I swear to God, I will walk around with a walk <laughs> with a blow horn. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I don't know this All person. Right. <laughs> Swear oh to God. Oh my God, if I got to hear that crap one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine how you feel. Can't even imagine. Well, it's hard because I really, I, I really mix. My mom is white and my dad is black. So yeah. there's literally like a divide. And I was like, there's something 
Is my black side of family perfect? Absolutely not. Is my white side of family perfect? Absolutely not. However, I have one side of the family who refuses to acknowledge the things that they do do because, you know, the privilege that they were born with that doesn't exist, by the way. Um, it doesn't. I'll tell you. Doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> exist at all. I tell people all the time, like, first of all, nobody's asking you to be sorry about the privilege. I don't want you to be sorry. Even just if you recognize it, it exactly, just, just say that it. it is there because you have a, what is it, like 300, 400 year head start? Like, yep. that's it. That's know, what we're man, saying. I'm not saying. Listen, African-Americans have been playing catch up since, since that. That that's it, and so I hate when people I hate when people use that and say, "Well, that ended so slavery ended long ago." Blah blah. It's like actually no, it you're didn't. right. Because it's your government still, because it's set up the exact same way. Well, it was no, it's when still going. It's still going on just in a different they just in never, a different matter. But they didn't change anything about yeah. the government or the Constitution when they freed the slaves. Oh, is what God. I'm saying. Like we're they still never dealing with the paper from how long ago? Honey, please, I can't. Like, and it's then, okay if we rewrite some things. That's the it's problem. Okay. It's okay. Honey, that's what I'm saying. Like y'all get so mad about people disrespecting. I change my, I change my like style like once a year, right? Like <laughs> we can go back and change a document. I it's okay. y'all so basic. I really did. <laughs> they really didn't. Like, but, like plain you shirts, change. some good, some accessories. That's no. All listen, you pulled it off. But listen, you got to change with the times. You got to change you with do. the times. Those those but things that they had then do not apply now. They just don't. They don't. Not in any given aspect of no. it. It really doesn't. And for me, being mixed, you always have that pool of choosing. And I didn't get a choice to choose, to be quite honest. Society right. chose for me. So my family's thing was that, like, oh, you know, you don't identify with your white side anymore. I never got to. But what is, what is exactly. that Exactly. Let's just start. Okay, so let's start there. Why it matters. That's, I was like, the fact that that even matters to you is a whole problem within itself. You need to stop and look at why what you ever thought that. What do you mean? I, I, the post listen. was mm -mm. the post was lightly melanated, hella black, mm -hmm. and that triggered them to me and my sister. Like it feels like you don't identify with your white side anymore. I haven't been able to identify with my white side since the moment I can remember but anything. What does that mean? We're not paying them enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making it make sense. They because need attention. Really? Oh, I it's in it. Man. And when I, I mean, <laughs> these are very close. I'm white and I don't even want to identify. We don't season our food. <laughs> okay? We don't. I date a Latina woman oh, and I'm here to tell you listen. on behalf of all white people, we do not, I repeat, do not season our food. Listen, okay? Latinos got to season more than black folks. Y'all don't understand. Y'all hit these islands and you thought we seasoned food. Listen, they got seasons I didn't even know about is the thing. All the time. I'm like, what is that? You use what? You use what? what yeah. is the, how yeah. does that make that taste like that? Y'all just listen. My mom's from West Virginia, so she's country. And I always feel like people need to understand that people who are country also do season their food. Fair. <laughs> because she, Fair. Yeah. But she, they used what they had. She was poor and she was country. So they used what they had. So they, they did some weird things with stuff. So my mom, my mom cooks. Let me just be clear. But my dad can cook too. <laughs> so that's that. So that's, we eating good over here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's, it, it's just, ugh. It sucks because you when you go to school, like everyone's like, oh, you know, how are you bullied? Because everybody's bullying. So I'm like, oh, I got bullied for being mixed. I literally was bullied for being light skinned. I swear to God on everything wow. I love. That crap is annoying to me. Yeah. Like I was walked around. I'm so oblivious that like I walk around you know, saying hi, trying to make friends. I was so outgoing. And there were so many females I didn't know didn't like me because 
literally what the words were she thinks she's too pretty with her long hair and light skin they had problems they had to deal with i didn't realize that ninth grade year i was devastated i hate i hated high school all through then because that crap hurt my heart i went to perry for a period of time and although the white people weren't always the ones who are mean you expect those things we were set up for that it was the black kids that were the meanest because they I, this is our territory like, look we put in this work yeah. <laughs> this is our territory yeah. and i used to get so mad to be upset tell my mom i'm just gonna stick with my white friends they're not as mean those words came out of my mouth and you realize you back then like oh god the toxicity that was in that statement. yeah but i mean but they were going through stuff too they have they to be def- i mean because my they- friend chris put it best he's like man we've had to be defensive since i mean we've had our backs pushed against the wall so what do you expect this what, is what-, what do you expect and i was like dude i I, I, it completely makes sense. This is what I, my dad, me and my dad always say. I was like, you know what's happening right now? People are getting a taste of the the oppression that, you know, black and brown people have felt for years. Doesn't feel good, does it? So we used to this. So we didn't, when the pandemic happened, okay, cool. There's one more bump in the road we're going to have to overcome. So I don't feel like it shook us as much. This is what we've been doing since the right. day we were born. We were born into the oppression. We were born to fight harder. We were born with unfair advantages. And now there's people who have to fight against that. And they're like, what? What is what? What are we doing? No, they're infringing on my rights. No, this is how the system's been set up. You just not realizing this. <laughs> it's like, well, it's just like, well, welcome to being black. Or right, welcome like, to being gay. Or like, welcome to exactly. being somebody different. Like I, a minority group. Like I don't know what to tell you. I listen. I've had people, and I've always, I've been always a, a loving person in general. I know we run out of time. I'm gonna say no, 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 no. Here we go. No, look, I'll stop it right now. You were saying. I think it's important because. Um, no, they're not exactly the same, but I think um, a lot of reason why gay people and black people can... I'm very frank, by the way. I, black doesn't bother me. Please don't call me an African-American, actually, because I didn't come from Africa. Perfect. So, <laughs> Perfect. I did not. So I'm black. Perfect. That's how they identify me. Cool. Perfect. Um, But... Like, you know, we, we feel some of the same, like you said, oppressions. Like, we've had to deal and fight our way through. But I even had... I've always been supportive and loving people. I'm like, ain't got none of... That's not my business. For instance, I, to me, it's like I'm not 100% attracted to white men. Nobody looks at me and like, oh, how dare you? You can only date them. I just, I mean, I just find black men more attractive. That doesn't mean I hate white men. I just right. mean I don't want to date you or marry you. That's completely well, it's it. Sa- I it's mean, the same. To dude, me, it's when the I same make fun thing. of a man for wearing cargo shorts all the time. <laughs> Okay. That don't mean I hate men. Let me just tell y'all how my husband loves cargo shorts. (laughs) Okay, but to be fair, your husband was over. Your husband was using them appropriately. When okay, I won't tell you he has them. He wears them like that's literally we're gonna have to have a conversation. I'm just telling. I mean, like we're gonna have to. He does have different. You know what? We have to stop the uh, episode (laughs) because I'm over it. Different color. (laughs) Time out. Well, listen. Damn. You really are shook. She's so shook. I can't. I can't. I would love to hear. I would love to have him right here to, to tell me why. I can understand when you're working, if you're golfing. But, oh, God, like out to dinner? Like a world oh out to dinner? I can't. Yes. We gotta stop. And it's done. Stop. Stop. Oh, my God. Oh, Every no. time you post that, I giggle because 
really does. See, but that don't mean I hate men. It's just, it's just like I just think people look real goofy when you wear cargo shorts. I just think you look funny. You gotta, you gotta put them back in early two thousands where they belong. But that's just me. That is just me. And I'm and to each their own. But again, you said you change your style. I absolutely do not. You know, listen. I literally have been wearing. Besides, I I lessened up on the accessories a lot, mm. <laughs> which I think I have. I have a necklace on today. No, mm-hmm. I only have two on today. Look at me. Um, <laughs> I mean, there used to be a headpiece, earrings, the three necklaces. Accessories are cool, though. Thank you. Because they can dress up anything, really. Dress up, dress down, whatever. I'm basic. Plain bottoms, plain top, dress it up with some type of accessory. Yeah, but that's, good to go. that's how it goes. Exactly. That's, but that's how you stay with it, Exactly. Yeah, that's how, I'm very simple. Simplicity. Absolutely. I was going somewhere with this. Okay. Yes, you were. Oh, so you were in So in we school. got distracted by cargo pants. Um, it, They will distract you. <laughs> anyway, so very much. Can't wait to go I home. I feel like I'm getting a headache or something right now. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Selena, we can't book with him no more. He wears cargo pants all the time. <laughs> yeah, not just when he's here. All the time. Stop it. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways, yes. We digress. So, although I walked around in in love and appreciate and inclusive, I still had some unconscious bias about things. And somebody told me, uh, like, you know, we were just having a basic conversation. Like, you know, when people say, oh, hey, you know, I have a gay best friend. Like, it's offensive. And... But they don't understand that it's offensive. Because they're like, why can't I just be your best friend? And I was like... Ow. Because I've totally said that before. Like, nope. I was like, I think I just need a gay best friend so we can just move on and have fun with life. And they're like, no, that's offensive. And I'm like, she's like, how would you feel if somebody just called you their black friend? And I was like, oh. I just said, I don't want to be somebody's exception. And it hurt. But... You know how, like, it was so growing. I didn't go, I didn't mean it that way, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Well, you know me, so that doesn't count. Right. No, it right. does. Yeah. It's still offensive. Offense is offense. And I just wish more people do that because I think I got into this mindset, well, am I asking too much? Am I not really taking people for who they are? Because, honey, I was unfollowing people left and right. Like, I can't. Nope, get out of here. You had no chances at some point. You did one thing, you're gone. I mean, dude, but if then, it was blatant, if it was blatant, like... I'm I'm totally I am totally a person who wants to have conversation mm-hmm. because I think Ooh, it's important. Yes. But there are some people like you said earlier on, I forget what we were talking about, but you said, you know, like there are just some people that are just like way too far gone mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like that's not even going to be worth a, a, a discussion because exactly. they're not going to get what you're saying. They're not even going to try. They're not even going to try to understand. They're just going to throw out Oh my God! The the black on black crime, the this, the that, the they, this, the that. White people getting killed by police. I'm just like y- y'all are. Then like, you the should point be, is the point is you should still be mad too. Then because the whole issue is police brutality. Then not, you should be mad with us. They I, just want to. Pr- they they're just going at it to try to prove their point and to try to prove people wrong. And that's not that's not a good way to have a discussion. It's not a healthy way to have a discussion. Not ever. My and then you look like a jackass. That's not effective communication. Because <laughs> <laughs> I need, y'all can put me deeper into therapy. I thought I retired therapy. Y'all got me back in it with this crap. I swear. Like, okay, is it me? Because I can't believe all these people feel and think like this. It's Dude, my problem. I did it's, not it's, realize. It's, it's weird. I'm, I'm it's the minority crazy. in many areas. <laughs> like, it is insane. But what Chris said is, like, actually, no, it's not surprising that but people, I, that, that, that people, because I just, and, and it hit me because I was like, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Sucks. It's disgusting, it's so but it's disgusting. not surprising. It's not surprising at all, unfortunately. And it's just like, they, they don't, it, like what you said, they don't, 
want to change. They don't want to listen. They don't mm-hmm. want to have a discussion. They just want to argue and they just, but it's like, argue what? Like blue lives? What do you mean? Like you can take your uniform off, sir. Exactly. And there's, and there's been so many kind of, cause I've had a couple conversations with a few, I have a few friends who are cops too. So I, I talk to them and they're like, you know, I just want to make it home safely. And I'm like, I get it. We get it. So do we. Like, I worry about my husband being out there. I was mm-hmm. like, you, you you, don't, like, for people, it's like, you know, my dad was a cop and yada, yada. I was like, yes, your dad was a cop. But he knew when he signed on. Y'all knew when he signed That's on. That's a choice, though. That it was dangerous. So, of course, you pray that he makes it home safely. My husband does cars. I should not have to pray my husband makes oh, it home God, safely yeah, because he's imagine. in has these decent ha- neighborhoods. Has he ever run into any issues with any of that stuff? Not or? nothing aggressively, but absolutely. Okay. He's Probably run- people have been Somebody out staring or looking. Because he was loud. You've heard, like, the steamer. Somebody called the cops on him because it was loud. And I'm telling y'all, you oh it just God. takes one bad thing. One, I mean, joke yeah. was on them because a black cop showed up. But... <laughs> Yeah, but even, I mean, listen, sometimes cops just abuse their, I mean. Absolutely. I've talked to Lamar Sharp on many occasions. I actually, I've known Lamar for like years. Um, And I've talked to him on many occasions and he's like, yep, I'm a cop. And I'm here to debunk a lot of things about police, especially camp police. He's like, absolutely. I've had to call some friends out. Absolutely. We have had issues, but I'm telling you right now, most of the men I know are good men. They want, they really want, they take for like teachers for instance they take their job seriously they actually do care right. he was but then you got people calling him i was like oh you're not black you're blue he's like last i checked yes. my skin is still black i not mm-hmm. only have to worry about being a cop i also have to worry about being a black man so i really appreciated mm-hmm. his perspective because you know you get mad and you forget that there is a gray i don't i don't like gray areas uh black or white i don't and i hate really. gray areas yeah. but 90 yeah. percent of the time that's where you need to be to really truly understand things because it's never just one way or the other yeah so it's really helped to kind of bridge that gap between that because i respect him not only as a man but what he's doing trying to do for community and what people don't understand is stop talking to these old folks stop trying to change their mind completely evert your attention there they can't do anything for you talk to these kids mm-hmm. get talking to these young kids because they're the ones that make they're the ones that's going to offer to change y'all steady sitting here preaching to people who set the system up stop they're not going to change it quit talking to them quit and just stop go talk to these kids go talk to your city officials because i promise you that's where your change lies i love y'all but i promise you and still vote Presidential election yeah. is the least important election you will ever vote in in your entire It's not the presidential election. <laughs> it's the least important election. I don't care what Trump say. He do yeah, not have gotta, as yeah. much power as he thinks he does. You got to start local. Your local, your state, yeah. and your city officials. Yeah. Pay attention to that because that's what, that's, we are literally called the United States. Each state have their own rights. Right. Each state gets to make their own rules. Who gives right. a flying crap? All he is is basically a referee for the states. And yep. he sucks. So terrible. It's awful. He's a referee that didn't like go to like didn't take the classes or God, nothing. He just kinda like got He's like the there. person who owns the team's cousin who gave him a job. <laughs> who gave him a job. <laughs> exactly. Him a job. It was like, Oh, okay, like they, okay, come on. That's it. That's so exactly and it that's is, why yeah. like I stopped paying attention to it. Like but I can't pay attention, it just drives me nuts. It literally messes with my entire mental health. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm actually disgusted with myself that somebody could bother me that much, but it is what it is right yeah. now. I'm not in that part of my elevation and healing, so we got to just, <laughs> we got to stay far away from yeah, it. Cause yeah. it is what it is. Yep, <laughs> yep. I'll sit here and talk for two more hours. Just <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm like, bro. We kept saying we were.
super excited. I'm like, oh God. And Listen, then I had like no, a really I mean, good show this morning. So I was like, man. What did you talk about this morning? Oh, on the show, uh, I'm producer for, I didn't even go through that. I, I produce Lucas Live. You talked about your media that he yes. was one of your clients, but I didn't know you actually produced it. So yes, he I, does a video and audio series or does he just do? We just, no, we actually are about to get him on audio. Cause I told him, I was like, you're, you're missing a whole separate audience because mm-hmm. people cannot always sit and watch you, but yeah, they no. will always listen. Yes. So we yeah. just, we just talked about that. Um, getting him on there really all I do is upload it truthfully yeah <laughs> rip the audio it's not that hard um, but <laughs> listen I wouldn't know how to do it so you're a step ahead it's, I can show you the app it takes two seconds See, oh, okay. <laughs> just saying it's a really not well, I love it I love it <laughs> but um yeah so I, I'm a producer for Lucas Live so I contact his guests and everything we just had Alec on this morning and then um so and who is that Alec Simon he is he does the the buckets the drums he did um stomp oh, okay yeah yeah yes. yeah, yeah yes. i just don't so, know name i'm sorry i know you're know names. totally yeah. fine he, that's cool he's oh my god he's amazing and um, he's been super like a super big advocate downtown i've seen him all the time yes. but my um, favorite part about him is he, pre- he he not preaches he talks about like positivity right he's inclusive right he's like yep come on oh you don't agree with me you like trump all right come over here we're gonna talk and right. he's just i'm just like Bro, how you do it? Cause I'd smack somebody. I'm not again, not that far in my heel. Um, so. Nor do you need to be right. because everybody's role is important. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, so it, it really just forces me to like stop and listen. But he 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 does with his own mental health. I'm big 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 on that. He does his own mental health and the fact that he can overcome it, do these amazing things. And my favorite thing he just did was the drum circle downtown for the Stop the Violence. I did see that. That was so Me and my cool. kids went and so it was cool. amazing. I saw that. Yes, I think I saw that from you. It was, it. Yeah, it was amazing so cool. because it opened up that conversation that you don't think you can have with your kids. Right. Because I never thought to tell them what was going on. My daughter's 10, about to be 11. She notices a lot of stuff. My son is a very, very curious young man. Um, so they're like, mom, like, what was that about? My like, I kept hearing him say, stop the violence. Why were we saying that? And I was um, like, yeah, so, oh, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. That's one of those, one of those questions when you're kids, you're like, oh God, I'm not mentally, par- I didn't prepare for this in parental school. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it, it, it opened up a conversation to be able to tell your kids, hey, this what's going on. But you know what? We can move, we can move past it. We can do what we get, need to do. And this was a way to bring good vibrations into the city. And I just thought that was really just so amazing because I fight a lot of time of, am I doing enough? What am I doing? I tell people all the time, get involved in your community. Am I involved enough? I'm involved in what I can be involved in mm-hmm. for the safety of mine and stuff like that. For instance, I would never take my child to a protest. People did. All right, cool. I'm not yeah. going to do it. That don't mean yeah. I have to condemn you for doing it. So it was It was very, it was just, it was amazing. So he was on, he was talking about that. A lot of things he overcame. He, he brought so many messages on that show. Uh, it was amazing. So him and Kenny Peterson are neighbors. Like they live in the same building. So he actually kind of crashed his interview. It came over to his house. <laughs> so it ended up being this dual interview and it gave me just such amazing idea about things like, we're in Canton. We have these big name people. Alec like went to New York, got mm-hmm. an audition for Stomp. That's how he's known. I remember him coming to my school and doing that. And yeah, and I think he came to my school. Listen, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So you remember these Kenny Peterson? I mean, who doesn't know who Kenny Peterson is? Yep. Played for McKinley, Ohio State, went to the NFL. Like, okay, yep. you know him, Eric Snow. Eric Snow. They're, but they're still from Canton. Yep. They still have done things, and we have this small city mentality. And I'm that's why I say I'm proud of where I'm came from. It uh, Canton ain't. Squat, because can't. Like, well, no. I mean, to, you know, and to get to that though, like, 
it's all about what you make of where where you're at. You can always find things to do no matter where you're at. Because let me tell you something. I lived in New York City. Hands down, I this is a completely unbiased opinion. I'm being so sarcastic. <laughs> New York City is the best city in the whole entire world. It it has I I've said this multiple times, like I liked being the only white person walking down the street. I loved it. I think you I have really so- thrive off of like being the different person. <laughs> like, you just I love it. I love it because it teaches me a lot. Mm-hmm. I think when you're exposed to different cultures and different yes. ways of thinking, it just it makes it helps you grow as a person. So I love New York, but here you can still find things that can still bring that out in you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's another reason why I wanted to start something with clothes, you know, because I wanted to give back to the communities that I serve, whether it be the black community, the gay community. I mean, those, those two right there is a huge part of who I teach and who I interact with on a daily basis. And to me, it was just like, yeah, I went to a couple protests, but to me, it didn't feel like it was enough, I guess, because I just wanted That's to do more than what I went to. Yeah, but <laughs> I just, you know, it just, it was super eye opening. It was super eye opening mm-hmm. to go to protests because me personally, as someone who is gay and a minority, like to an extent, mm-hmm. it just, I've never had to really, f- I'm going to be honest. I never really had to fight for anything. Me personally. Yeah. I've never, yeah, I've experienced like my dad being weird and, you know, people be saying really rude things to me. But to me, I've never had anything like traumatic happen to me. I've never been stopped by a police officer for absolutely no reason other than just the color of my skin or the way I look. Like mm-hmm. I've never run into those problems. So for me, it was just like, dude, I want to do something more. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like I said, I'm white. My voice is never not going to be heard. And I want to make sure that I vocalize it as much as I can, you know? Yeah. So I just, it, it's, I don't know. It's it's been a super eye opening experience. It really has. It, it I, was. I think that's so it's so important, and it actually struck me like in my heartstrings when you said, you know, for the communities that I serve. When you talked about the gay mm-hmm. community, the black community, that's a it. lot of people don't realize when you're teaching black kids that does come with it. It comes with a level of responsibility. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. not that not that it's just yours to hold. But it is because black kids are dealing with things that, like you said, white kids don't. And uh, I and mean, I will never understand. I will never. I will never be able to. Um, I forget. Emp- no, em- I will never be able to sympathize. Empathize with them. Empathize. Empathize. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can sympathize, and that's mm-hmm. that's important as a teacher, as a police officer. You need to be able to sympathize with the communities that you serve, and that's- I think people have. People have completely forgotten about that. Come, well, have they forgotten about it? Or has it ever has it ever been there, Jess? You're right. Has it ever like think about it? Has yeah. it ever been there from the beginning of time? Do you know how mad I was when I actually found out we were celebrating somebody who stole and killed people? <laughs> Talk about Christopher Columbus. To this day, I literally make sure I t- no Christopher Columbus should not be said. I've t- once and I was mad because you're going through school. You don't realize that you're being taught. It wasn't until my very intelligent Dr. Christina Adler's sister is pointed it out. Like, we're like, how's he good when he stole in from the Indians and they were here first? You didn't discover something that was, yeah, already, was here. already here. Like, yeah. what do you mean they were here? They helped you figure out how the land works. So, it, and I was, I was mad. I was, I felt deceived. <laughs> like, how yeah. could, how dare y'all? Yeah. But they were being taught what they were, like, they taught what they were taught. Yep. And I'm just like, the cycle has to break. This is why I said, like, we are breaking that cycle. Um, 
I do it. My teachers probably hate my kids. Um, because I tell them to hand, you know, they give out those circuits, those free circuits tickets and i'm like hand them back don't yeah, no. even bring them home to me no. i was like because i want that stopped in schools until they figure something out properly with the circus y'all no and oh let me be clear i love animals i love the circus i have a love-hate relationship with zoos i do my research on same way. how yeah. zoo because there are some zoos who are trying to do that then there are the zoos who are just trying to get on tv yep. like or i think money. The San Diego Zoo is amazing in what they do, but I definitely think it's a two-part thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there are people who are involved in it who really care and want to learn and do this. But then there are some who's like, man, this is a good money maker, And it's it's hard to find. Here we go again. That gray area. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. So it's, it's just it's one of those things that uh, it's hard. It's hard to be in life and to, to feel and understand these things and not get other people to understand it. And that's just one of those those things you have to learn. Not everybody's going to feel the way you do and think the way you do. And that's okay because that's kind of what makes the world work. It's kind of what makes it amazing. We all can't be the same and think the same. Otherwise, nobody no, would get weird. anywhere. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need competition, too, to make yourselves better. Right? You, Absolutely. You, need, you know, it's just like you need that. You need that push. You need mm-hmm. that drive. And I, I think it's super important to have stuff like that and so that everybody's not the same because the world would be super boring if everybody was the same. It would be awful, right? It would be so terrible. I can't. And it'd probably be a world full of runners, too. And then we'd have to run. <laughs> then we'd, we'd have, have to, to run. Like, <laughs> be like, this shit is stupid. I'm not running. I'd be the first one. I'd be like, no. Like, baby, if I'm running this for a purpose, I'm being chased. I need to get somewhere. I'm excited to get yep. to where I'm like, Yeah, no. Mm-mm. I ain't running for fun. Put Jesse Williams in front of me. I'm going to run Drake to him. But <laughs> Justin Timberlake, I'm right. gone. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm just saying. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, me and my husband were laughing uh, about, because we wanted to go to the, is it Top Golf? Where you go yes. inside of the dome? Mm-hmm. We want to go to there because uh, we were saying we can't go on golf courses because that's not, <laughs> it's, oh, not it's not a black people thing. We're too loud for that. And all like, <laughs> I could totally see myself all competitive with my husband. Like, you ain't gonna hit that. You gonna miss. Swing better, better, like, all inappropriately. But I think that's totally appropriate for a golf course. I'm I do saying, that stuff all the time. But I'm telling you right now, like we are conditioned to think that it's it like certain things. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been told my whole life, man, to like quiet down. Like if everybody was talking in a classroom, I always got told a man to be quiet. I'm like, bro, everybody else is talking. It's because I'm the loudest one. Listen, I'm loud wherever I go, y'all. It's just, it's inevitable. And I just started learning to embrace it. This is how I like doing podcasts and talking yeah. to people and meeting yeah. new people and just being vocal. So you should start using, again, what God gave you. I'm not loud for no reason. Otherwise, God would have made me quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, it's right. just one of those things. Right. You got to harness those things that make you who you are. Exactly. keep it going. For instance, Alec, he plays a bucket. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, he does more than that. But... He figured out how to play a bucket and he figured out how to reach people by doing that thing. Right. Like, I mean, there, it's drums, but he's known for playing the bucket. He took that and made a community of people come together to talk about stopping the violence. He wanted to send good vibrations out to the city, positive vibes, and make people feel better. Because I'm going to be clear, I didn't want to leave my house. We had an incident, a couple incidents close to where I live, and we don't live in a bad neighborhood. Um, And then, like, just crazy stuff happens. I was ready to just lock and key me and my kids in the house nope y'all ride bikes in the basement or something like i don't know what to tell you hey listen we did ride bikes hey, in the basement sometimes i did too i'm not gonna i get them rollerblades out and go yes! around the basement. 
You know, it's uneven, so you yeah. just start rolling. If it was raining, like, why not? Snowing? <laughs> Whatever. I'm in there on my rollerblades. But that's not that's not healthy for them, because that's going to be it, everywhere yeah. you go. Yeah. And I, I know people always say that about, like, New York is the greatest place. And New York was my favorite place to visit. I don't know how people live there. I don't think I can do that I understand. day in and day out. But to visit New it's York. It's exhausting. You exactly, but you have. I feel like everybody needs to experience that once because it, it literally is a different feel in New York. And I think my favorite part was it was different wherever you went. You ended up in Brooklyn, it was different. You're in the Bronx, and it's different. Like, it was just like, yes, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might have been a scary different, but it was different. <laughs> well, each borough has its own, it has its own culture, it has its own it does, vibe. But I love that, mm-hmm. and I think that that's why it's so amazing because they're still, they're still beating hardest one absolutely you're all still new yorkers no matter what yeah i think that ohioans need to start taking pride from being in ohio i don't know another state maybe pennsylvania but that deal with the weather we do (laughs) yeah oh my god (laughs) like because here's the thing you're born in colorado you're used to snow you grew up in snow this is why we're all crazy in Ohio, because we get snow, but we also get this beautiful weather. Then we get this beautiful fall and the springs and the flowers that bloom. We have such good crops. But then it's like, we don't know how to feel. It's too much. I don't care what nobody says. This is, it's too much. It's way too much to the point where cost of living is low here. Don't nobody want to come here, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that when we rally around like our sports and so I still tell people, it's like, it's Ohio against the world. And mm-hmm. you don't, if you don't, you're not from Ohio, Nope. Who likes Ohio that's not from here? Like, I, I don't know what... Somebody people don't even know where me. it is. <laughs> if you get people that are from different states or whatever, or like when I taught in New York and I would, mm-hmm. you know, I had all my kids. Most of the majority of my kids were um, uh, Latino and Hispanic. So the majority of them came from um, uh, Latin America, the Dominican Republic, whatever. Oh. So when I would tell them I was from Ohio, they were like, hmm... I don't, I don't know where that is. That's crazy. I'd be like, listen, I don't know where it is either. I just, <laughs> I just get in my car and I drive, and then when it's I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so random. Ohio is a really random state, but you know, it is what it is, and if that's, and that's where I'm from, and I will, you know, I won't be ashamed to admit it. Sometimes, I, sometimes I feel like. We are a little backwards here, but I think that that's also another responsibility of me and everybody else in the community to mm-hmm. make it more. But not, again, it's not unseasoned. People like, are we constant- white people don't season. You but, know what I'm saying? But you know what? We really, I think people underestimate the the blessing that we have in Canton. Because if you really do look around, we really are a good mix. Like I, people were talking about, you know, growing up, like, oh, who was your first black teacher? I was like. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, actually, I, I had a first black, kin- I, my kindergarten teacher, or my preschool teacher was black, and then my uh, fifth grade teacher was black. Oh, I had a black sixth grade teacher, too. The principals at McKinley. I had two, three black principals at McKinley. Oh, wow, yeah. And I was like, I really was fortunate. I didn't even realize. Yeah. We don't realize because, yes, there's still other oppressions, but there are still things that are set up and were paved for us that I think that we need to stop pretending like we are other places. We're further along than we think. And we have to stop because yeah. you oppress yourself thinking that you're oppressed wanting attention. That's the problem that I'm having. Canton doesn't have the problems that even Cleveland has with their with their police system. They just don't. So we oh, have, I'm, I believe it. We have to I stop acting it. like... Yeah, I believe it. God, Columbus. I believe either. it. Columbus. Oh, I believe it. Oh, Columbus dude, I believe it. It's horrible. I believe it. But we need to stop. We have to, we, we have to stop because to me, you have to take care of home first. Somebody explained it um, like that's, that's in-house stuff. Like what happened oh, yeah. in the house? Well, it's the for same instance, with, fam- with families, exactly. You know, you'll 
my sister does something dumb and somebody gets mad at her i'm gonna stick up for my sister right there we go home i'm gonna be like what the i may have to fight you at home <laughs> but we're not gonna show everybody else that right and i think that's one of those things that we have to come with the united front and that's kind of where where the divide happens like mm-hmm. where's the united front at um canton where's the united front at ohio the only time we get behind anything is a freaking sports thing not that that's, that's a, a bad thing but god it's it has it's to be not more. but yeah it, it's got to be more than that it, it has really to be more like for instance michael always says um how chicago like they felt like they brought chicago get chicago together kept them like there but people talk about chicago like it's a gang like <laughs> i All mean if you're from chicago it's like you're automatically in that gang you know like oh. all right you're from chicago you're automatically cool a lot of people don't feel that way Mm-mm. i don't feel that way <laughs> no because if I yell out OH and nobody yells out IO, I'm going to have a real attitude. <laughs> I get so mad at people. I get so Even if you don't do sports, you should know the response to that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen. Mm-mm. Born at, like, listen. My dad told us we weren't allowed to date anybody who's a Michigan fan. <laughs> Oh, it was like that. Oh, it was like that. Oh, it wasn't dang. Like, he wasn't joking. See, I didn't grow. I didn't grow up in an Ohio State household, so I don't really. I don't. I don't. I don't know. And like moving to New York and having the Boston Red Sox and Yankees feud in my face twenty four seven, it was super annoying. Now I was like, now I know how people feel when we got the Ohio State and Michigan feud going on, and I'm just like, that's a real life thing. It is. Like I think differently about people who are Michigan fans. I could like you, but now you're 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 questionable to me. Like some of your decisions. Well, that's how I feel about North Carolina fans. I'm a huge Duke fan. For you know, it's just like I just yeah. I guess when I was younger, I was a fan of like the Indi- the the Cleveland Indians, mm-hmm. and um, who else did I really like? Oh, I, I loved the Cavs when Mark Price played and and that. But then it was like when I moved, mm-hmm. it kind of just changed my. It kind of like made me look at every team and then I was like "Mm, I'm gonna follow you know certain players that I like or whatever but yeah I can't I mean I'll go I'll watch Ohio State games I'll sit there and I'll watch and I'll have a good time but (laughs) I am not a uh like I don't have an Ohio State jersey or nothing you know (laughs) now we have to stop it now for real cargo shorts and Ohio State time time I don't dislike Ohio State I just, I'm going to be honest, I went to high school with a kid that went to Ohio State, and I won't blast names, but anyways, he went to Ohio State, and he was just not a very nice person, and it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, and some I people was just do like, little, some people go a little too far, a little too far, you know what I'm saying, and I was just like, mm, bro, you play football at Ohio State, like, that's cool, but like, well, that's because be people in Ohio, we put our athletes on this, all this on the pedestal. Here. We are they're all the way up here, right. okay? You're they right. they do no wrong. So that ego they and they feed, they, they oh, feed it. They feed mm-hmm. it good. Yeah. Yeah. My husband has a he he's actually a Yankees fan. He oh likes my. like if he had to pick, he would pick Yankees. I think he only supports hometown teams because I am. He mm-hmm. I'm more into sports than he is. Um, but he so but he, he likes the Yankees. And um my dad messes with him every time. He's like, Well I'll tell you about coming over here in that hat. <laughs> About my son one. He was like, what you got that hat on for? <laughs> so he bought him an Indian hat. <laughs> my son's like, I don't know. Does it go with my outfit? Like, he don't even care. He don't care. He don't care. He don't know. He will. He will learn. Though, Which is kind of where my husband went to. He was like, did it match? Like, he yeah. was like, I didn't care what the team did. It matched what I had on. He used to work at Lids. So he had all oh, kinds oh of different hats, teams yeah. and hats. And I'm like, 
I'm gonna need you to pick. Like I didn't like it. I was like, no, 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 no. Like there has to be a loyalty somewhere. Like I don't, uh, I don't give a crap. Like well, I don't hilarious. understand this. That is hilarious. But I wasn't raised that way. I was always raised a Browns fan, Ohio State fan. Mm-hmm. I'm the whole. I'm always gonna support the hometown because when you support them, it's helping you regardless because you live here. Right. I mean, I like the Green Bay Packers, mm. but you know. I don't have a Green Bay Packers jersey. Oh, <laughs> you need to get one. I do actually, but one I, I got get I get Brett Favre. Like once he left, like there was just that was like who I had one back in the day, um, when they played the Broncos in the Super Bowl. It was like a oh, big yeah. thing because my one sister liked the Broncos and I liked Packers. We lost. Well, see, I'm very much uh-huh. like I like I I stick to I really like cling on to a player and then I kind of follow them wherever they go. I, uh, it's, see, it's, nope, I no, can't you're do not, that. Can't, well, it's hard. Do that with LeBron. I can well, love it's hard with it's hard with pro sports though because people go different teams all the time. Now, yeah, that was, you did that. Did not use the. That was not like. Don't get me started. I just why finished. I'm a jerk. Why you think I'm I just majority? finished the last dance? So well, I'm like, this is fresh. Well, now you get it. Now you get <laughs> because it. Because I did not. I don't understand people who do that. I don't understand why LeBron bounced around like that. Like I'm cool with wherever you go, but you, you know, pick one. I can love you where you at. I'm not putting on an F in 23 Lakers jersey. I don't care. I'm not doing it. I, I can want that. good things for you. I can know you're a good player. Can't do it. I had to stop rooting for Shaq when he played for the Celtics for like five seconds. That was weird. It was so weird. I don't like. I don't, like, I don't even like. Jersey. Let me be clear. I was a Kyrie. I was probably a bigger Kyrie fan than I was LeBron, strictly for playing purposes only, Get not it. his whatever else. No, I understand. But I like Kyrie. I like Kyrie visually more as a player than LeBron. He is more of a raw talent. Yeah. LeBron, you're not gonna. LeBron's talent is one in a min- million. Yeah. Okay, I mean, Kyrie's right. Yeah. Kyrie, yeah. you can look at him, and I think he's a better person to watch because he he's gonna give you more normal things. And LeBron is just he's an anomaly. Like I don't yeah. like. Just, I get it. You're not gonna get LeBron every five seconds, but you can get Kyrie's and build them on a regular basis. So I was a Kyrie fan. He went to Celtics. I was so mad. I was like, there are only two teams. You can't go to the Pistons. Or you can't go to Celtics. Pick anybody else. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> and the actually. The whole uh, Dennis Rodman, that whole, what did they call them? The the five? They were bullies. Those? Who? When did, not, yeah. When Dennis Rodman was on the Pistons and that, that whole. Oh, group, the bad boy Pistons. That bad boy Pistons. I was yeah, like, yeah. there was a name. Yeah, bad boy Pistons. Um, yeah. yeah. I didn't know why we didn't, like my dad always told, no, we don't root for the Pistons. Mm-hmm. And that was it. My dad said, yeah, no, we dirty. didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't even realize until I watched it. For instance. I liked Scottie Pippen until I watched The Last Dance. Really? I lost a lot of respect for him. Why? Um, when he walked out on that game. There was a lot of... I never knew that. I didn't I know that. I never knew that. I was I never like, knew that. But we that's... were so... Yeah, we were really young. I never actually happened. got to, 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 like, even on television, like, watch it. Like, I was eight when oh, he retired. Man. So, I know. That's literally my biggest regrets. I'm not even going to like, regrets. Dude. Like, I could have done anything else about it. Like, you know how we won't forget certain things that happen in life? Like, I will never forget the Utah Jazz, Chicago Bulls oh, finals. God. Dude. I'll never forget. I'll never forget where I was, what I was doing. I'll never forget. It's you know, crazy. They say that though. They were first of all. <laughs> they said it in the thing. Is that it was always that. Where were you at when yeah. Jordan said he was retired? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, was it that serious? It was. It yeah. Was. Yeah. What did you think? What did you think of that documentary? That was a really amazing documentary. Yeah. And but the one thing that I feel, I don't. I think a lot of people came out of it like upset with Jordan. Like, you learned a lot of things about yeah, him. Yeah, but you knew that's who he was. But he how did you think that he could come and do what he did? And that was... Oh, but he didn't care about nothing else but winning 
and having good good te- good guys and a good team around him and that was it i love i love how he would explain how he learned and how he grew like over the years and things like that like that was that was i don't know some people that oh he was mean he cussed but even his players was like he didn't expect you to do he said it i didn't ask you to do anything that i wasn't willing to do and that's basically that's, yeah, how that's do you, the start and the end of it. How yeah. do, he's like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna need y'all to do that. He pushed you to your best, and back then that was cool. Nowadays, mm-hmm. that's probably why you can't get kids to be motivated. Now, let me be clear. I don't want nobody cussing and screaming at my son because <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> then we got a whole problem. I get it. But I get it. to be motivating them, I, but I had to take a step back. Even when you let you know your my husband raised my son. My job as a mom is always to protect them. That's it. And a mom protection and a dad protection is completely different. The dad protection is I'm going to get you prepared to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope, mommy got it. I'll protect you. Come here. Yeah, <laughs> Let yeah. me shove you back under my little with a kangaroo pouch. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all good. Yeah. But it, it's it's different. It is very, very different between um, boys and girls. And that was hard for me because I was very much a tomboy. And I hated the way things were ran because I was more so understood guys than I did females. And... um I didn't like the way that ran, but when you have your own kids and you see the world and what you want in them, there's a difference. There's a reason that I, I do believe there, there's a reason that there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't work for everybody. And I'm not saying all across the board it's the same, but for the majority of the way, there's a like that Y chromosome. on what the hell it does to boys, but it does something stupid. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm glad that you finished it with does something stupid because that's exactly what it does. I don't know how to explain. It's to me, it's an incomplete chrom. It's an incomplete X chromosome. Though. Absolutely. That's what I said. I was like, no, it broke. They're it all broke. Broke, <laughs> broke and dumb. Something wrong That's with it. all of them because it does it. I like that. I no. like that theory. You I like it. it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. I told my dad, I was like, my I'm going to tell you something about boys. I need you to keep these forever. They're all just dumb. <laughs> my was like, really? He was standing right there. I was like, what? She needs to know now. None of you make sense. <laughs> Oh, so so yeah and and, and that's that's hard it, it is it's hard because we live in a society where um you know whoop your kids don't whoop your kids or whatever what it mm-hmm. does for them i think some kids physical discipline is it affects them less but i think some kids it makes it so much worse mm-hmm. and i have to choose that like my daughter i probably would not actually physically whoop her because it does more damage so she's not gonna think about dang that really hurt i ain't gonna do that She's going to think, oh, my God, my mom hit me. She doesn't like me. Like, to her, it's an, an instant, like, personal thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to jack my son up a couple times. And it ain't because he's a boy. Because let me be clear, no, I, I was my mom's child who listen. I probably need to whoop. But my sister, on the other hand, she, she like, you couldn't because she was going to analyze the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. So... But I still don't believe in the whole belt thing. Yeah. I'm, pop your kid. That's fine. Yeah, That's yeah, to get yeah. their attention. My son, like, literally the back of his head, it's like an attention grabber. Mm-hmm. That's all you do. Mm-hmm. But why are we using weapons? Like, oh, it's a weapon? Yes. It's a weapon. I don't know how else to get y'all to explain to that. To why? Why do you want to inflict so much pain on somebody that you love? I don't. It doesn't sit. It doesn't mentally make any sense to me. I get it. And I grew up. I'm going to be clear. I got whooped whooped plenty with belts, shoes, hangers. Oh, my God. I did. Wooden spoon, though? You got the wooden spoon? I I did. Spatula. My mom broke a spatula and got really mad that it broke. So, (laughs) (laughs) wooden spoon. It took me a good, like, one or two times. And I was like. I don't like the way that feels, so I'm going to stop doing whatever it is think. that I'm doing. I guess it's like I kind of forgot that it hurt as much as it did. 
But my son, let me be clear, he's a very determined. I can't wait to see which my people hate when I say this. He's a very determined young man. One or two ways he's gonna go in life. He's gonna be so successful and a crazy amazing. Well, he'll be successful either way. But it's gonna be like corporate success, mm-hmm. or he's gonna be a really good criminal. Because when he takes the something, he doesn't care. I'm telling you, I'm I'm saying and like honest, I love him because he thrives off of like he's a little ornery little boy. Mm-hmm. But he's very whatever he does, it's like I know I'm not supposed to be doing this. I've thought about this thoroughly, and it is worth it. I've weighed the pros and the cons. It's worth it. It's worth it. It absolutely is worth it. Mom told me not to ride down the steps with my bike. That looks really fun. I think I'm going to do it. And he does it. And like, you will punish him. And he's like, okay. I'm just like, what? Like, what? It's almost purpose. Like, it's almost doesn't do me any good to punish him because he, he's already thought about it. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get in trouble. Cool. And I'm just like, what? Like, how do you parent that? (laughs) No, that's too much. That's too much. I'm going to know. I'm going to know. Like, maybe sit him down and be like, what went through your head? What was going on? And he will look at and you with a straight face. I wanted to do it. And that's enough for him. But you know how amazing that's going to be? Like, for instance, Michael Jordan, he took it very personal when people like... All the time. That's, 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 his, that's my son's mentality. That's where he lies. And I'm just like, I don't. I really don't know what to do with it. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Yeah. So pray for me because I'm just winging it. <laughs> and you're doing great though. Just, Your kids are awesome. Your thank kids are you, awesome. They're you. super sweet. They're they super were excited sweet. that I was coming here and they're oh, yeah. mad because they wanted they, to come they see wanted the to dogs. They wanted to come see the dogs. That's, see, that's the only reason people ever want to come over here. They'll see them damn dogs. <laughs> they're pretty awesome. I mean, I think they're you were right. so great. They're all right. They're all right. <laughs> Well, um, listen, I appreciate your time. Oh, my God. Was, Thank you. It was we so way, much way, fun. Way. <laughs> no, listen, it was so much fun, um, you know, because I don't want to cut off conversations when conversations are going because yes. I just I think it it does a disservice to not only the person that is here talking, but it's also just a disservice to the person that's listening because, you know, if you cut it, you're like, oh, shit, I got to cut off the time because it's, you know, like, that's nope. not fun. Nobody wants to listen to that. So, um, so yes. So. You have your media business. Yes, ma'am. Um, your daughter has her mask business. Yes, ma'am. Your husband has his car <laughs> detailing business. Yes, ma'am. I will share all of those um, on Facebook. I'll put them on my Two Gays and Jays Instagram. Awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, you guys will be hearing this episode coming out soon. And uh, is there anything else you wanna you wanna let these listeners know? That I appreciate you and I love what you're doing and breaking barriers even when it looks so different. And yeah, she'll be famous one day. I see her TikToks. <laughs> unless unless it, unless unless it gets shut down. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It was supposed to get shut down Saturday and it's what, Wednesday? Like I don't believe it. Whatever. No, he does not have the power to That's do that. It's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. I agree. He don't like I agree. Read a book. That's not how government was set. I, I hate let me just explain. I hated government class. But I'm telling you right now, I knew that he doesn't have power. Now yeah. we want to think, like, wait, so the president just decide this? No, you got to pass who all want, this stuff. All who this would want to be a president? It's your senators and your congressmen you got to be more concerned about. Boom, it's those congressmen that really, mm-hmm. that's, that really put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody votes for that election. I mean, watch 13th. It tells you all about that. It, it, you know how many people? I literally just send that link. No, just send it. Seriously. <laughs> stop talking to people. I just like, watch this. Yeah, just watch time. it. I don't have time to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. And uh, hopefully I can have you on again or whatever. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) All right, guys. Will you take care? Let me whoop.
see, see, I don't know how to work this thing. Look, it's gonna be 